We have made it here. Hashtags and headlines. We are here. It's actually a Sunday. So this is like, I always love when there's a special Sunday edition. I think Ben Shapiro does Sunday editions. So this is a big deal for us. We're here live and it is Sunday. Uh, so I guess uh, weekend wise, how are we doing? Kick-ass weekend so far, dude. Yeah, sick, bro. I'm drinking uh, tequila and 7-Up right now, dude. See, tequila and 7-Up. We In the chat, we're hearing some Blowjob Sunday references from Rizzo. Amazing video. Uh, I think Kevin and I, I think our commentary of that's on subscribestar.com slash TWFS. Uh, but goodness gracious. Yeah, we, we, we missed out on Tuesday. So there's been a lot happening. And we've both been enjoying this Hard Knock show. So every year, HBO puts together this behind-the-scenes uh uh, documentary and even my boss didn't understand that it's like they film for a week put together an episode like overnight assumptively and then release it and then do another week put that together release that like it's it's like a weekly documentary and you're going through training camp you go through uh the entire preseason essentially with the detroit lions this year they typically pick a, a, a shittier team like, what's the best team they've ever picked? Like, was there ever a season where they were like, oh, well, these guys might go to the Super Bowl. Let's get an inside look. Like, didn't the Ravens get it one year or something? The Ravens were the first. Uh, well, I think that's before anybody knew there was a curse. Yeah, because there's no way. Well, and Belichick has said before, like, he wins the Super Bowl just so he doesn't have to be on hard knocks. Like, a lot of these really good teams and really good coaches, they don't want people in there going you know behind the scenes especially football where it is such an airtight like uh didn't Peyton Manning say like when he would play in Foxborough he wouldn't talk about the strategy in the locker room like he would say like Long, catch the buzz feel the sting but he licks a oh, ball entire place is mic'd up and well yeah and that's that's I, I think that's exactly what Peyton was saying was like I don't I don't want to talk about football in there <laughs> because they're <laughs> recording it so but your, your thoughts so far, what do you think of Hard Knocks so far? Did they get the right team? Has this been one of the more exciting seasons? Uh, and has it, for me, has it over-inflated your thought that the, the Detroit Lions could go 14-3 and three this year? Oh, they're going to the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> that fucking speech, I don't know who it was, but the dude on the defense who is like, if you want to be puppies, you're going to piss on the porch, you can stay on the porch. <laughs> It's like, oh, we're not fucking doing this again this year. The big dogs got to eat. Let the big dogs, big dogs eat. Gotta eat. Yeah, that was Jamal Williams. That was former, uh, that was, uh, what's his name? That was former Green Bay Packer, Jamal Williams, now Detroit Lions. He was on the team last year. Yeah, they went three and, what, 13? They were terrible last year. They were really bad. And, yeah. I, like, you just, when you watch Hard Knocks, you look at Dan Campbell, you look at the way that that organization seems to run where, it is a lot of machismo, that's for sure. Like, you always kind of wonder if, like, does that toxic masculinity still exist? And thank God it does. It's living I wild love and that free. that fucking locker room, bro. Their coaching staff is the best part of that whole thing. And, and that has to be why they got picked, right? Like, the re like that's why this team is so fun. And I'm, like, and I'm rooting for them now. How do you not root for these guys with, uh, like, Dan Campbell, obviously, and then even Jared Goff comes off really likable. Their backup, what's that guy's name? Blau, that guy and his, and his girlfriend or the, his wife. Just heartbroken for him. Yeah. Oh, he played so shitty in that preseason game. He's, <laughs> he's getting cut. There's no reason to hold on to that guy. Um, and then, yeah, J Jamal Williams and, and DeAndre Swift. Uh, dude, when. And the number one pick, dude. He's going to yeah, fucking uh, fall Hutchinson out. And Amon Ross St. Brown. Oh, my gosh. Like, that was. Uh, 
like him being able to name every receiver and where they went to school. I just <laughs> that, had, was, that that fucking part was so good. I just had chills. Like I just like whoa, like what? Who would have thought? You know, because you hear these stories like Aaron Rodgers sitting in the green room is like an iconic visual of him like just watching his him tumble and tumble and tumble and he gets sadder and sadder. Having Amon Ross sit there and just start naming off sixteen receivers that were drafted before him. Uh, that's where what, they went to the college, who they went to, what draft pick they were. Yeah. Oh, it, it's in order. It's some of the greatest shit I've ever heard. Like, and it's and, and you know that's one hundred percent real. Like this, he seems so locked in and just the way like and, and you know there's there's always a stereotype with like NFL guys that they're that they're somewhat vapid. Okay, that that they just want to get in the NFL and then they want to do their dance like AB. Um, but Amon Ross St. Brown went to USC. You you get to meet his dad and like his family. You can tell he's sharp and you could tell this is a guy that will have that chip on his shoulder. And, and I've done some mock drafts for fantasy for some of my other leagues. I'm picking Amon Ross St. Brown. How is this guy like out of all, out of everyone on hard knocks, I didn't even know who this guy was last year. Like I looked up his fantasy numbers and people had him on their fantasy teams. I didn't even know he existed. He and, had the most, or he what set the rookie receiving yards record for the team last year. For, yeah, more than Calvin Johnson. Like he he's already making an impact, and you like just for him to come. Let me see. Let me see if this is it right here. I just found the. YouTube and how bad do you want to work out with his dad? Oh, dude, his dad would fucking beat the shit out of me. Like that's <laughs> that that was another part of it where I just thought that would be. Like that would be like if your dad was like that and pushing you that hard, sometimes it has the reverse effect of like no, like Todd Marinovich. Like I'm just gonna do heroin, fuck football, but like Amon Ra and his and his brother. It was so funny because even the dad was like, "Do you hear him talking?" Because they know this is serious. Like they were just dead silent in the gym getting a pump on. Yeah, there's no talking in the gym. All right, it was it was fantastic. I really enjoyed how they put that together. So Amon Ra St. Brown, I'm a huge fan of DeAndre Swift. I'm becoming a bigger fan of because he's another guy that is insanely talented, and it's fun to watch Deuce Staley like try and get it out of him. Like, like don't you know yeah. how don't you know how good you are? Like when teams have to play you, they're worried. Like, oh my gosh! Oh, catch the buzz, feel the sting. Thank you so much. We got a couple roses from Maloka. This is fantastic. Somebody donated four hundred. That was Thicks. Thicks donated a bunch. This is fantastic. Uh, but yeah, like that, there was just, um, you do Staley, by the way, when you think of like, Oh, what, like just the perfect coach for this team. Like I, it's, yeah. it's so fun to watch him. It's fun to watch Aaron Glenn. And that's another big bonus of this season is that I know all these coaches when they played, like, I don't think any uh-huh. other season of hard knocks had this many like people that you're going to recognize. So that was also, that also makes this very, very fun. Um, but, but I mean, cause you got like Dan Campbell is a fucking, I would run through a wall for that guy. Yeah. Based on just the two episodes already. You got fucking Mark Brunel with the quarterbacks. That's well, just fucking great. <laughs> he was like, what, what was his one point, one coaching point for the day? His was, yeah. Oh he Yeah. He had like one point where it was like, <laughs> don't get overwhelmed and do good. Like those were his it two. It was like. Yeah, it's not like don't throw the ball to the other team, throw it to your receiver. Yeah. I'm done for the day. I'm done for the day. That's all go. you guys have to do. Well, and I was even watching him because Mark Brunel's left-handed as a as a fellow Southpaw. I would, you know, him, Steve Young, Michael Vick, these were all my left-handed quarterbacks when I was a kid. And I I was wondering how does that translate? Like if you're trying to show Jared Goff how to do something. I mean, 
it could work better. Like, oh, it's a mirror. I'm watching a mirror. But I, I'd imagine if you're a right-handed quarterback, you'd want to be watching somebody right-handed because you can just kind of completely mimic the movement, not have to mirror it. So that that is kind of one, one little thing I thought was interesting that, of course, me as like a, a left-handed football nerd, that would have been my number one question. Like, um, excuse me, um, we need to have it explained how this right-handed guy is able to do this with this left-handed coach. Can you just bring out a full-size, like, 14 by 14 mirror so we can watch you? Yeah, yeah, we need to get this thing accurate. Does he have, like, a surrogate who can do the right-handed motions? Because uh, this is not going to play well for me. So, yeah, really like seeing Mark. kids are just as bright and just as talented. Thank you so much, Rizzo. I even changed it to the AB. because cast an AB. Because next time I'm going to get that sound fixed. It made me So the way it works, Zach, is it wants me to delete the spell and then re-upload the spell. And then I have to go in and put a new sounder on it. It's just like, oh, I almost went back to Twitch. Like, this was almost enough to just send me back to Twitch, bring back sound alerts. But the Twitch payouts are the worst, isn't it? Like, Trovo is like America. Yeah, I still have $20 sitting there that I've never taken out. It's never going to. Yeah, it's and they never. Maddie Spice. They're never going to give it to you. Yeah, like with Trovo, I love that I can pull it out once I hit $50. Like, that's such a great system. Once it hits 50, pull it. Once it hits 80, pull it. Once it hits 100, you can pull it. You just pay like a 60 cents fee every time you pull it. It's like, boom, take my 60 cents. I need this money now. You got to buy lunch for the week. Uh, but, yes, we need to have the, the do your dance, A.B. Rizzo says he misses the get a look at greatness. That still plays when someone gifts a sub, I think. I forget when that plays, but that's still around. So, um, yes, Hard Knocks has been fantastic. Although them losing that preseason game, even though it was preseason and even though it was like a fluke fumble, it, it just reminded me like, oh, yeah, this is still going to be the Lions. This is still going to be <laughs> – this is still what they go through. And those little issues, they they just don't – that's the good teams and the great teams. That's another thing that Jamal Williams was saying. Like, the, the, you know, the good, everyone's good. The great ones are good when they're tired. And that's how yeah. that's how it seems like with these Lions is in pressure situations, do you want Jared Goff with the ball in his hand? No, I don't at all. I think that the Rams made on that trade clearly so fucking well. They broke through, won the Super Bowl, and the Lions went nowhere. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that maybe at that point Stafford put the Rams over the top, so maybe it's still not Goff's fault. Look it in the chat. I was gonna say, look at look in the chat. Rizzo even found like a little like that little Trovo monster dances like A B. So for podcasters, this is gonna make no sense. But Geezy, finish your finish your thought. <laughs> no, I, I think you made the best point. Is like that is the difference in the NFL. Everybody's fucking good. Everybody's big. Yeah. Everybody's fast. But one, what you said earlier, like you can't be a fucking retard anymore. You have to actually be smart to know what the fuck you're doing in the NFL. Even if people act stupid, they're pretty fucking football smart but second it's all the fucking mistakes like even if you talk to a high school football coach it's like turnovers if you have too many fucking turnovers it's impossible to win and mistakes like that's what good teams are the best at that's what shitty teams make all the time are mistakes and fucking turnovers i even like what joker says in the, in the chat right here he's saying he wouldn't want jared goff uh, with the ball in his hands with a 45 point lead <laughs> so like that's the other that's the other issue with this whole thing is uh, like I, I just, oh my gosh, like, um, hearing, like hearing, uh, these guys, like how motivated they are and how passionate they are about the game. 
I I want to I want to reciprocate that. I want like, dude. And then they showed Detroit. Is Detroit not a shithole? I thought Detroit was one of these cities that had been burned to the ground by years of riots and and democratic policies. Like I, I see, when you see images of Seven Mile Road, Eight Mile was another like this is what Detroit looks like. Like I've never seen a movie or a television show that was like Detroit's a beautiful haven. It's a great metropolis in in, in the middle of the woods almost. Uh, is Detroit not a shithole, Zach? I think it's still a shithole. I think <laughs> everybody's trying to rep for the city, uh, but I mean you can only put so much lipstick on a pig, man. Well, and even Miss Michigan had to come out and say, you know, oh, I'm from the state where we produce 80% of the nation's water, but we can't drink it ourselves. I was like, whoa, <laughs> that was awesome. So, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, it's it's a very, um, yeah, that whole place just is odd to me. Like, even here in Kid Rock and, like, you know, he's donated. He donates like $2 million a year to the inner city of Detroit. Yeah, but – does Kid Rock live in Detroit? No, he lives in like Romeo no. or whatever. Yeah, he's not in Detroit. And people try and tear him down by I remember there was this like some some magazine was trying to claim Kid Rock wants you to believe he's one of you. But here's the estate he grew up on. And it's like, what does this change? What does that change? Malachi <laughs> Black says your Raiders stink VLDs could have had Brady and Gronk, but Gruden fucked it. Look, no, it is on the that is on the docket. I saw that headline this morning at the gym. Did you hear this story of allegedly Dana White was saying that the Raiders had it locked in. They had uh I was gonna say Bruce Gretkowski. They had Rob Gronkowski and and Tom Brady locked in to come to, to Vegas. They were going to be Vegas Raiders, and John Gruden fucked the whole thing up. Have you heard this? I could have been wearing a Raiders hat right you now. You could be a Raider guy right now, um, but according to well, Dana White, didn't happen. Yeah, let me see if I just type in Gruden on on my app here and see if that story pops up. You know what wouldn't have happened if they would have been there? Oh, the the, the Buccaneers Super Bowl. <laughs> no, your number one wide receiver wouldn't be in jail for murder. That's true, and you know what also wouldn't have happened. Is Leatherwood. That probably would have been avoided. There wouldn't be a Leatherwood there right now. Uh, Tom Brady would have retired if they would have made that pick while he was on the team. So this was reported by The Athletic uh, last night, pretty late. UFC President Dana White made a surprising claim Saturday night during the UFC 278 broadcast. Did you did you catch any of the, any of the UFC, Zach? Fuck yeah. Did you see what happened? Love you, buddy. Go get some rest. Hey, buddy. Hey, it's Uncle Geezy. <laughs> All right, buddy. Sucked it. You have a good sleep, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. So did you see? Yeah. So that was Ralph. Everybody, we got at a Ralph event. So, um, yeah, I I saw the highlights. I didn't watch the whole thing, uh, but obviously, what happened in the in the main event was what the world woke up talking about, right? Yeah. So we uh, we were out at a bar. I. <laughs> it's such a clusterfuck. At first, <laughs> I wanted. To, I didn't even. I forgot the fights were on. Because I wanted to beat these fights. I tried everything I could to get free fucking tickets from work. And just, I couldn't make it happen. So then I just, it's been busy as fuck lately. Forgot about it. And then there, it's Saturday. I'm like, holy shit. It's yeah. the Salt Lake City UFC fights. <laughs> fucking Kamaru Uzman. So we ended up going out to dinner with some friends and then went out to a bar. And we made it when, right when the second to last fight started paulo costa and fucking luke rockhold did you see that yeah, that was a bloodbath dude <laughs> yeah because luke rockhold 
wiped all the blood in his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how HIV was created, but I think this is similar. Like they that's just how it transmits. They were just rubbing sure. rubbing blood on faces. I'm pretty sure that's just how a disease gets invented. So So he did cry like a fucking baby, but Oh yeah. Um I'm watching the last fight. It's good. Kamaru's pretty much in the lead, got it locked up. Yeah. And last fucking minute, he gets sent to the fucking shadow realm, kicked in the <laughs> face. It's like starched his arms like this, and he's eyes wide open, staring in the ceiling. And there was some English dude in the bar because Leon Edwards is fights out of England. Yeah. Just starts fucking screaming, like, fuck yeah. Fuck you, Uzma. And the whole bar is like fucking, it's like out of a movie, like throwing popcorn everywhere and fucking peanuts. <laughs> well, because it's exciting. And, so that's, and that's why UFC remains this good because of like a Juliana Pena winning a fight. Like, it, Yeah, I was going to say that. In the last year, the women, the women's all-time pound-for-pound greatest yeah. loss and then the current men's pound-for-pound who is putting together his case for all-time Pound for pound, best fighter gets fucking starched. Well, and there was even the same year. Well, and I love so I've I, I Sports Center does a really good job with with showing the highlights because they showed rounds one, two, three, and four. They just showed footage of it, like punches and kicks. But then in for the fifth round, all they show is stills. They only show you like photos. They don't want to show you the video. UFC has got like a fucking ban on that. Even on their yeah. Instagram, they don't put like if they're getting choked out. They start the video two seconds after the guy taps. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? Just fucking show it. Everybody's going to watch it regardless. But even the way ESPN did it, I actually liked because it showed the kick. Like, it just showed, like, a foot against Usman's face. (laughs) And then the next image was just Usman's eyes wide. Like, like he looked like. He was like this. He looked like The Undertaker just lost at WrestleMania for the first time. Like, his eyes were just unbelievably <laughs> open, and he was just sleeping there on the canvas. It was a really, a really shocking image. Like, that's really the, the image that people are probably like, how did this guy. There was even the day before I was at the gym and on Sports Center, it was like, Hollywood Usman? Kamaru Usman gears up for roles in Hollywood. Uh, you know, like, they're, they're going to find He's, a Dude, he needs to be done, man. He can't fucking walk. He has to get <laughs> both knees replaced. Yeah. Well, hey, this is going to be one of those stories. But but <laughs> UFC is so great because it, it, it there are these upsets. Like, we grew up in, like, the era, I feel, of, like, GSP of just wrestling dudes and, like, just beating them constantly. <laughs> but it's – and then Anderson, the spider Silva, had a bunch of wins in a row. So, like, I, it was – I, I love this sport because there are nights where, like, who fucking knows? Who cares? Like, yeah, I, I picked Usman because I didn't even know who the other guy was. And then here he is, like, just one kick to the head after 24 minutes of combat, new world champion. I don't know. I I don't know how they haven't met until now. So Edwards hasn't lost since 2015, and he lost to Usman. So yeah. they both – I mean, Usman's undefeated in the UFC, but they've both been on a, what, fucking seven-year win streak, and they're just now fighting? <laughs> just the like, collision the just happened. Well, UFC is not like boxing, where boxing, when these guys meet and they're like, with a record of 39-0, and zero, it's like, how do you have 39 fights? You're 22 years they, old. They it, do it on purpose. They build them up, because in boxing, if you're not undefeated, you're, like, you're done. You're useless. You're tarnished forever. You're fucking worthless. But well, in the UFC, 
Like even Usman on his official record had a loss because now he's like twenty something and two. But but I just mean like the frequency of fights. Like you look up some of these boxers, they're fighting every other week. Like it's insane. If you're like an if you're like a young up and coming boxer, you're literally fighting at a casino every weekend, which is astounding. But then you go to the you go to MMA, and some guys do that. Like you hear, you know, you'll if go. You're up and coming. You can fight five times a year. Yeah, and I think for for some of these guys, like a Leon Edwards or like a Kamaru Usman, you're fighting two or three times a year. Let's say throughout seven years you have 12 fights, and by the time you're like, you know what, I think I'm ready for that title shot now. Like, I, I think that's just that's how it that's how it shakes out. And maybe you're not fighting, maybe you have an injury, and you're not fighting the same caliber of opponents you should. So it might take a while to climb up those ranks. But I'm excited to see another shake up in the UFC, brother. But yeah, I, the biggest difference though is the fucking weight cuts, dude. Boxers yeah. don't cut weight like fucking UFC fighters, dude. It's ridiculous. I th- th- that's why they need to have at least six to eight week training camps for every single fight just to cut weight. When you to see like, and you see like the like I've watched the Ultimate Fighter and you watch how much they're training and how much they're training and how much they're training. And then you kind of forget, like, oh yeah, the last four days of this, they're just gonna try and lose thirty pounds, and that's of water. It's just insane. I, I don't get why that's the the plan. And there are times where, like, you'll watch a guy, he'll he'll make the weight cut, and then he, when he shows up fight night, he is completely replenished and re- rejuvenized. <laughs> and then there's other times where no, these people come back scrawny and they're they're beat up, and it's it's just, it's just not a healthy way to live. But uh, so I just did you see what Rockhold looked like last night? I don't know how you can look like that and be tired in the second round of a fucking fight. I think a lot of it is mental, dude. I think a lot of it is like there are times where you you can feel great, but once you get into those like a fight, I think your heart does things that you weren't ready for. (laughs) (laughs) You get tired. Yeah, I could be. Because that's how I dude, like second round in the middle of the fight, he was putting his hands on his knees. (laughs) Yeah. Look, and it was, like you, could, I was thinking it halfway through, like he's he's done, because he hasn't fought in three years. Yeah, he's old. Like he was the champion before. I don't even know why he took this fight. I don't know if he needed money, but you could just tell, like he was he was doing like Anderson Silva, where he would like yeah, just fuck around, put his hands on his knees, not gonna take it serious. Well, maybe so. You probably get the addiction of a training camp. I think a lot of fighters that like I've heard some fighters oh, say yeah. that. They love a training camp. Like, there's nothing better than training with, like, something at the end of this this struggle you're about to put yourself through. So if you are, you know, out of the fight game for three years, you're probably just like, gosh, I need, like, something to do, like, something to work for. So a training camp probably is a huge reason behind that. And then the fight itself, uh, it, you are looking for a payday, obviously. Like, if you are somebody like a Luke Rockhold who was a big name in UFC for, for many years, like – Getting that, even just like a fight of the night bonus is probably all you need to be like, that was worth it, dude. I made, you know, I know that the fighter, you know, a lot of people analyze UFC and say they only make, you know, 100000 a night or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but that's like a year's salary for, for the common man here. So well, did you, I just saw an interview the other day because they get part of the pay-per-view buys too, which nobody fucking talks about. Right. They just talk about their like guaranteed amount in their contract, which isn't a ton. But Cormier, I saw an interview with him, and I forgot who he fought. But uh, after one of his fights, he made, like, something stupid, like 50 grand. (laughs) 
And Dana called him the next day. He's like, yeah, we're, oh, we're giving you a million dollar bonus because I think it was either a title fight or he won the title or did something. Sure. And, and they wanted all of their, this is before it got bought out and it was still the brothers that owned it. They wanted all of their champions to make a million dollars. So he's like, yeah, Dana called me the next day and sent me a million dollar check. <laughs> and this is like a while ago. Like yeah. I'm sure they do it even more now. Yeah, well, and, and that's and everybody wants to shit on sports, or you know, and because even Ronda, they were trying to like, hey, Ronda, aren't you upset that you're not that the women don't make this much money? And she's like, no, I make his, I make the money that I'm worth. I bring in pay per view buys, <laughs> like you know, don't be so condescending because I'm a woman. You don't think guys are buying these pay per views? How many? How much did she make from WWE? Oh God, I don't even know. It's that's millions. She definitely had one of those like three million a year contracts. Like they really wanted her. And they're still using her, so I can't just say like they wanted this for her, because like like anytime they do bring in like an outside athlete, in my vision as a snob wrestling fan, I always just think of it as a failure. Like it's never like like <laughs> it's option B for them. Yeah, they suck. Like even the Rock. Like my favorite era of the Rock's career is when he was wrestling every week. Like you were on Raw, you were on SmackDown. You sometimes you, you weren't wrestling on the main card, so you wrestled on fucking Sunday Night Heat. But when you bring in these celebrities, like, sure, they have some awesome matches and they do really cool things. But I still would prefer somebody who's in the trenches grinding it out every week. You're there. You're making the towns. So when you're paying somebody three, three million a year to not for not me, you're you're doing that to bring in the, the non like, hey, I watch UFC. Maybe I'll check out WWE because Ronda's there. Hey, I I watch Logan Paul on YouTube. I'm going to watch WWE because Logan's going to be there. I still would prefer to see, and this is like, this is the most snobby wrestling fan. I still would prefer to see time and effort be poured into somebody like a Apollo Crews or like some of these wrestlers that we know are good in the ring. What can we do with their characters to make them like, to, to make them, you know, a, a talent that people from the outside world, like if people saw Apollo Crews, like jacked, muscular, he looks like Kamaru Usman. He wears Nigerian colors. He He's a prince from Nigeria. Is It was his gimmick for a little bit. Like, why isn't he, like, make him such a big deal that people that watch UFC want to see that kind of a guy. So, no, no, even a Gronkowski, none of those guys are going to win me over. So, yeah, not not a fan of it uh, when, whenever that happens to to anybody like can, can you imagine any other sport where that would work no i mean so maybe i'm just a different ufc fan but like i would never watch wrestling to see what a ufc i i don't <laughs> want to see an actual fighter on professional wrestling because it's it doesn't translate like what i don't know i don't i like brock going the other way was awesome yeah, but I I don't get going from the I I don't know what UFC fan they're they like the UFC for actual fighting so why would they switch to WWE just to watch well, yeah. Ronda Rousey fucking come out with Rowdy Piper I and, and I know what they're trying to do like you because know, even with with Rob Gronkowski it's like uh, there's an NFL fun. Uh, like there's a there's a fun character in the NFL, you know his personality can translate to a WWE wrestler. We'll figure it out when we get there. But who from the NFL is like such a Gronkowski fan that they're like, I gotta watch Gronk on Raw. Like I don't know. I mean, you're fucking looking at him. <laughs> I don't know how much. It's probably that pretty works. rare. 
Yeah, I, I, and and after the initial like pop and the excitement, like I know that ESPN.com and CBSSports.com love when this kind of shit happens. Like Ronda Rousey to WWE, like they love it because it gets clicks and headlines. But as far as long term sustainability, it's not like CBS Sports is still going. Ronda loses championship. <laughs> like they're not. They don't treat it like UFC. You know. That's why I like Gronk though, because like Gronk will just show up at WrestleMania and then that's it. He's not on fucking raw every week for months well he was like supposed trying to make to him a real wrestler well so he was supposed to be during the pandemic like they brought him in and he hosted that wrestlemania he signed a a multi-year deal with wwe and then that all got torn apart when he went to the bucks like that's that changed Good everything yeah so he he wanted to <laughs> and look i'm on his side i like i i like rob gronkowski as a football player and I, I don't like when they just try and cram somebody from an, from the outside world into the WWE. Like, it's going to work no matter what. Gronk's a Okay, p- then give me give me a yes or no on these. How about Johnny Knoxville? I liked that. <laughs> but it wasn't. How about Bad Bunny? I, 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 you know what? I'm going to say no to the Bad Bunny. It made two guys look <laughs> shitty. One of those guys lost their jobs. Uh, it was kind of a, it was a throwaway tag match on the biggest show of the year. True. The, okay. You don't like Logan Paul because it seems like Logan Paul can wrestle. I liked the Logan Paul. He's okay at wrestling. I think that's the 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 overblown thing. I I like Logan Paul because uh, he can least, wrestle more than Ronda Rousey. He can wrestle more than some of the other guys that come in, and I think he's such a douchebag. Like the way they told that story at WrestleMania was a lot of fun, and then they the way they translated it to SummerSlam in the the next match. I thought that was really well done, and the, athlete, the the athleticism was there enough to where it worked for me. Now, what I, what I'm thinking now is how the fuck did we get on wrestling? How <laughs> but, did we end up here? This is fucking hashtags and headlines, please. Well, let's go back to what started this whole thing. Dana White <laughs> said at UFC 278 that Rob Gronkowski <laughs> and Tom Brady, uh, there was a deal was almost done, but former uh, former coach John Gruden blew it up. This is all from the Athletic. Gronkowski sharing the broadcast couch with his family, speaking to White through a video call, appeared to confirm what White shared. Uh, so, I, like, this was happening on TV. Gronk and Dana White were like, yeah, we could have made the Vegas thing happen. Can you imagine Gronk and Vegas? It'd be That would be a perfect pairing. That would be better than WWE and Gronkowski. Uh, I worked to put a – I think this is – who says this? I think this is Dana White. I worked to put a deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders, and it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew up the deal and said he didn't want them, and all hell broke loose. Uh, White said it was crazy. Brady was already looking at houses. <laughs> Can you imagine? Why would John Gruden not want – well, I did see a stat, though, when I was watching the Raiders preseason game that Derek Carr was the only quarterback in the NFL last year to rank top five in – Yards and completion percentage? Yeah. He's he, I think so. One thing that goes unsaid about Derek Carr a lot is he typically stats wise will finish a top five somewhere, whether it's QBR, whether it's yards, whether it's touchdowns, some percent completion percentage. He's always he has one of those always in like the top five. And everything else will be in like the top fifteen. So that's why it's really hard to judge how good he is. Because I, it's almost up to him to decide, are you going to be a top five guy? Because one-fourth of the stats you are. 
But the other three-fourths, you're a top 15 guy. So it's really hard to judge are you a top a top-tier quarterback or a second-tier quarterback. Uh, <laughs> so in the chat, Derek Carr greater than Aaron Rodgers, dot, 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 this season. Maybe. Uh, let's, well, because he stole his wide receiver. That's stole his wide receiver. I and I, I hate to be preseason guy, but the Raiders look pretty good this preseason. Like it's, <laughs> and, and I know what I'm looking at. The Cowboys look uh, fucking amazing today. But I and I and I'm looking at and somebody at work asked me how much I like watching preseason, and it's not like watching the regular season. Obviously, Derek Carr is not there, Devontae Adams isn't there, but you're looking at other pieces. Like for example, Alex Leatherwood regression. This guy can't play football. I don't know how he made it through Alabama for four years. How how did that happen? Uh, like Alex Leatherwood is clearly not good at football. Like it's the Raiders fucking fault. You can't take him that high. This is the fucking problem. Ladies, they took him so high and everybody saw it and was like, why are you doing that? Now every person in the fucking world is watching him and saying, Oh, they really reached for him. Is he worth it? Is he going to be good? So even if he was the same as last year, he'd be the biggest disappointment they've ever had. He's uh, just fucking Gruden. Well, ruined the fucking Raiders. So he so it says here that he uh, the Las Vegas Review Journal said that Leatherwood struggled against the Dolphins, especially in pass protection. No shit. That's the other reason. Oh, why. great! Can you imagine if Derek Carr had a good right guard? Um, this guy's tr- <laughs> and and this so this guy played left tackle. Like I want that to be emphasized, like bullet points. Uh, like exclamation Malachi Black says, Vlady's favorite line man is Leatherwood. He's probably my favorite player. I, I just, I'm rooting for him. He played left tackle for the Crimson Tide, like, the, which fucking I, roll tight. Which I imagine in the SEC, the pass rushers coming off the edge are are probably really freaking good. Okay, even when you're playing Ole Miss. Five. Five Georgia defensive players won the first round last year. So this guy, Alex Leatherwood, was tasked tasked to protect Mac Jones and make sure that he didn't get destroyed. And Mac Jones played really well. So <laughs> it looks like he did a good job when he was at Alabama. So uh, so uh, the the journal review, they say, Leatherwood has lost first-team reps to Brandon Parker, Thayer Munford, and Jermaine Elamore. Uh, Parker and Munford are injured, and it's, it's actually Elamonor. It's an interesting name there. Started at left tackle in place of his usual number one option, Colton Miller. Last night won't change the perception that Leatherwood may not ultimately win the right tackle job or the swing tackle position. Uh, they also say the possibility that the Raiders may have to look for help on the outside if Parker Jesus. and Munford remain injured. The coaching staff and he—they took him in what round? Uh, he was a first round draft pick. He was oh. wasn't he? The, he was the first tackle off the board or something like it was crazy. There was he. There was no reason to draft this guy where they did. So in fair, I love this article. In fairness to Leatherwood, it's not his fault. He was drafted higher than he should have been. <laughs> it's not. Hey, you know what? You know what works out for him though is getting drafted that high. His fucking signing bonus is—he's good for. Life, oh, he—he he was doing the Aiden Hutchinson, uh, Billy Jean dance at the front of the room for sure. Like I signed this much money and I could barely even block. I don't know how I do this, but I—I'm here, baby. So yeah, Leatherwood. Well, that was what's his face on the fucking Lions. Who was our first round draft? That was the Aiden Hutchinson. That's what I was referring to. Yeah, he had to so do. He, when he went up and he's like, Aiden Hutchinson, first round. $25 million signing bonus. $25 million signing Jeez. bonus. Like literally. Like, 
you know that he's in a room of guys that were like from the Canadian Football League and guys that <laughs> yeah. didn't play last season and they're just trying oh, to make a roster spot. Ninety five percent of the team will never make that much in their entire career. And here he is. I just signed that. I that's how much I'm getting just for this one season. <laughs> like it's my signing just, bonus. Just for before I even walked in this front door on draft night, I got twenty five million dollars. So Leatherwood, uh oh, there's even tweets about people saying uh, Do you I saw, know what Leatherwood's contract is, bro? No, don't remind me. Is it? <laughs> is it? Is he stacked? Is he loaded? Should I get a jersey? Oh, you need to, because he signed a four-year, fifteen million dollar contract with the Raiders, including a seven point eight million dollar signing bonus. Okay, and fourteen point three nine million dollars guaranteed. Oh, what a donation! His whole contract is guaranteed. What a donation to his family, then. Good for you, Jeez. Leatherwood. And this is so. This is the same regime that didn't get us Tom Brady. They didn't get us Rob Gronkowski. Uh, we had Antonio Brown. <laughs> that, that didn't work out. Um, and even he's with, free now. And even if you cast an AB spell, it is Antonio Brown in a Raiders uniform because that's my favorite thing that ever happened. It's just so typical Raiders that we have an Antonio Brown, we have a Brady, we have a Gronk, we have a Henry Ruggs, we have a Damon Arnett. This list, this. Please. <clears throat> He made $8.5 million last year. Poor kids are just as bright and just <laughs> And he was as drafted as a kids. left tackle, and he played right guard, and he didn't even do that well. So, And by that well, I mean he didn't do that well. Like, as far as his assignment, he didn't do that well. So, gosh, he's – the Raiders are going to have to live with this forever, obviously. And I can't wait for – I love watching bust videos on YouTube. It's one of my favorite things. Like, I just watched a video of, like, the worst trades in NFL history, and obviously number one was, like, Herschel Walker for for the uh, pretty much the entire Cowboys Super Bowl run. Uh, and then you, you, I have to think, one of, my, one of the worst first-round draft picks, and not necessarily, I agree with this article, not necessarily just because it's Alex Leatherwood, but because it was a first-round pick. There's no reason to get this guy in the first round. I think that's the big issue, but... Um, who, like, who do you think... What happened? How does this happen, please? Well, I think John Gruden... Is, it, is this a bunch of people got in a room, disconnected, no Wi-Fi, no cell phones? They're like, we're the smartest people in the world. We're going to shock the world. We're going to take Leatherwood in the first round. <laughs> we're going to get the best tackle because he's from Alabama. I talked to Saban. Saban probably hates Gruden. Saban's like, Gruden, you got to take this kid. He's the best. And fucking Saban's just snickering. On the other line, just like fuck you. Honestly, you know that's it for sure. I know that for <laughs> sure. Well, I so here here is my my honest answer to that is I know Mike Mayock just from his his analyst uh, when he was he used to do the draft coverage with Rich Eisen, my hero, on NFL Network. So just between the two of those guys, I know that they like SEC football. So if you're watching national championships and you're watching a quarterback like Mac Jones, who am I who I imagine they they watched a lot of Mac Jones footage, they like Mac Jones, and they probably saw a lot of good highlights of Alex Leatherwood playing left tackle for for Alabama. Now, they they probably didn't look at uh the combine. They probably didn't care about anything else that happened. But if you see it in and you know, Tyler Perry used to say this to us all the time, like you know, he could bet Tyler can only bench like 185, but he's like, there's just something different on the, on the field. There's a different kind of strength. I'm not good at pushing a bar off my chest, but I'm good at pushing an offensive lineman off the line. So maybe that's what they're like. Yeah. Alex Leatherwood sucks at working out and drills and shit. But when you watch him play, he looks pretty good. 
So I think that might have been what persuaded their their vision. And and also maybe it is uh, – it's got to be the Alabama thing. It's got to be do you want to take a guy who's been through a system like Alabama or do we want to take a tackle maybe who's uh, better in size, better at drills, better at – you know he that we like more – but he went to, you know, oh, he's from Iowa. We don't we don't trust a guy who's playing against Big Ten talent. We want a guy playing against SEC talent. Not that there's anything wrong with the Big Ten. Dude, I'm <laughs> – this is just so interesting. I pulled up Leatherwood's NFL profile from the draft, and his grade was a 6.2 <laughs> by that grade – they say will eventually be Malachi Black starter. says the Raiders are great drafters. They've drafted Jonathan Abram, Colin Farrell, and Henry Ruggs. <laughs> Abram looked okay in the preseason. He's wearing a fucking he has one of those Kenny Omega slings. I know you don't watch Dynamite, Zach, but Kenny Omega has been gone for a year and he had like shoulder surgery, knee surgery. He's just been like pieced back together. So he, he makes this huge debut and everybody's excited to see him and he has to wrestle in like a shirt. Because he's wearing this weird sling thing on his shoulder, and it just was like, oh no, this isn't what we. I were. watched it. I watched it on the TWFS YouTube, bro. I saw it. Yes, it was terrible. And I saw his weird ass speech after too, where we're all little kitties. <laughs> yeah, we're all kitties, and we all suck dick, and I don't know why we're even. Well, I mean, that's true, but. <laughs> well, so so the person that went after Leatherwood as far as offensive tackle was Christian Derrishaw from Virginia Tech. So that's kind of what I was saying, like. Uh, you know, like Leatherwood went to Alabama. He wasn't the best tackle on the board still, but we might as well get him now. Like, let's just get Leatherwood. We want somebody from Chris Saban's system. He's played against better talent than a lot of these other tackles. Even though I'm seeing some of these guys who went in the second round, Tevin Jenkins, uh, Oklahoma State, you know, he played against some big hosses there in the Big 12. Uh, Liam Eichenberg from Notre Dame, Walker Little from Stanford. So, like, there's other guys that were. Hey, don't don't you just wish you were born six five, three hundred and twelve pounds? And you could slow people down in college and just make fourteen million dollars and then be shitty for the rest of your life. Oh, dude, I, set. as a left hander, I kind of wish my dad just did like a Todd Marinovich on me and just forced me to play baseball. Like, if you could throw high eighties as a left hander, yeah. you can make the big leagues. Like, it's not. You could have got Tommy Johns at like ten. Yeah, I just fucking. <laughs> Throwing fucking heaters your whole life. Yeah, I, I, that would have been that would have been the way. I just never liked pitching. I didn't think it was pitchers are just weird. Think, just think of what spot you'd be in right now if you could get enough to go straight to the MLB out of high school, get like a million dollar signing bonus, and you skipped all of the student debt that you have. <laughs> yeah, it, technically, I'm still in the hole with this. Whole... Could you still get the same job? I definitely could. I could have this job. I could get the same degree, which is, yeah, I would I, I would just get the degree after my baseball career. Just go to um, Cal State, Fullerton, go to the farm. And and now that, I'm, now that I'm, re I'm reading what Nathan wrote about Abram, Farrell, Ruggs, Mayock sucked at that draft thing, which is bizarre, <laughs> which is so bizarre because he would be on NFL Network and he would he would know everything about all it's, these players. It's a very easy explanation, ladies. He didn't like the Raiders. When you have no fucking skin in the game and you're an analyst and your job's not on the line, who gives a fuck? There's no pressure. You can sit around and analyze all day and make great picks. <laughs> That's but when the pressure yeah. is on, you're in the fucking war room and you got a minute to make a pick. 
people crumple under the pressure, man. It's the same reason I drafted Austin Eckler and Alvin Kamara in our fantasy league. Like I just, <laughs> I, I, I didn't want either one oh, of those fuck, guys. Who's the best on the board? I wanted a running back. I didn't like either one of those guys, and I just was like, damn it! I took a running back. Like I just kept. I took Eckler. I took two Chargers. I hate the Chargers. Like I just, I'm not on the Chargers bandwagon like everyone else in the in the world. It was it was awful mistakes by me, just back to back to back to back to back. But the Raiders do remain undefeated this preseason, Zach. I've, I've been, and when I say impressed, I don't mean by like you know the scores have been shitty, but I like what I'm seeing out of certain players. I think that Foster Moreau during the season I I did not like him as a tight end. This preseason, I don't know, I'm kind of starting to dig him a little bit more. I think Darren Waller, who gets banged up a lot, I think it'll be nice to have Foster Moreau as his backup. Uh, and for the Dolphins, by the way, who was that? They were, they had a receiver that was balling out like. Well, Teddy Bridgewater looked terrible, but they had this receiver that was trying to do everything he could to make Teddy. To, to, it was Eric uh, uh, Ezukanma. He was balling out. This guy might be a fantasy draft pick uh, coming down the road here in some of my other leagues. Okay, I didn't see Miami. They, I watched most of the fucking Dallas game. Dude, you guys had a pretty fucking legit wide receiver that was just roll tied today. <laughs> let alone your fuck. Looks like your special teams is gonna be number one in the fucking league after today. Yeah, that that one guy Cavante or whatever his name, Cavante Turpin. Yeah, two kickoff yeah. returns, and you never know. Like special teams is such a is, is so random in a lot of a lot of aspects because you don't know if they're going up against the ones. You don't know, like you know, oh this this kicking team. We didn't even practice kickoff. We'll just figure this shit out. You guys did it in high school. Like we don't. It's I'm not sure. But yeah, watching that, watching me return two, like one is impressive. Two is like, there's something going on here. Like this guy, this guy <laughs> is pretty fucking good, man. So it's worse the more that they run back. Yeah. That's a mistake on the other team. Now I'm convinced that he's going to be the greatest player this season. But yeah, Eric Uzukama was really, really exciting to see in this Dolphins game. I thought he did a good job. Uh, and then, yeah, Skylar Thompson. As far as a backup Malachi quarterback. Malachi Black says he's a bum lead. He's not even making the team. No, he's he's definitely making the <laughs> practice squad at least. They got those 10 practice squad spots for guys just like Cavante Turpin. Hey, you're fast. We'll we'll keep you on this roster. We don't know if, if you're any good at running routes, but you damn sure can run the kick, the ball back. Who else they are they going to use? They got a spot for a returner. Yeah, who else are they going to use? It's a fucking 53-man team. You, there's a fucking 22 starters. Yeah. You got a spot for a guy who can – Run back. Just think of how much of a fucking it makes a huge difference. If you can run a kickoff or a fucking punt back, you can flip a game real quick. Oh well, if you like, dude, if you open, you run back the opening kickoff. It's just like, oh fuck, here we go. Well, and and even the way the rosters work, if you have six receivers, like you know, those five and six aren't good at receiving. (laughs) <laughs> they do other things. They're on special teams. Like Devin Thomas, when he left the Redskins and went to the Giants, was just a special teamer. Like guys will – they have spots on the rosters just for special teams. So I'm imagining that, uh, yeah, the, the this uh, Cavante Turpin is probably the sixth best receiver and the, and the seventh best cornerback on the roster. So he's going to have a roster spot as a returner. I think they can make that work. I thought Skylar Thompson looked good as the backup. I saw Teddy Bridgewater eat a sack in the end zone that gave the Raiders a safety. What happened to Teddy Bridgewater? I like I remember years ago, I think we were like you and I were debating if he was like in the tops in the league. 
And is that when he was on Minnesota, when he was balling, he balled on Minnesota. And he balled in uh, New Orleans too. He had a really those six games that Breeze missed. They plugged in Teddy Bridgewater, and he looked. Just, I mean, they they only lost like one game with him as their quarterback. So uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater. Was it after his knee injury? The knee injury is that what is what cost that? him his career in Minnesota. That's kind of what ended that because I think uh, Case Keenan played really well. And then they then they brought in Cousins and they just kind of they didn't want to renew Bridgewater's contract. Bridgewater went to I think New Orleans. Poor kids are just as bright and just he's as he's kind of bounced kids. around a little bit. Obviously, thank it you, Rizzo. He made a stop at the Jets before he ended up at New Orleans. Yes, for a I remember. Years. That. I remember that. Then the Panthers, Broncos, the Dolphins. He's moved every year the last three years. Yeah, well, and, and we're always rooting for him. And I feel like when he was with New Orleans, there was a sign of life. There was a sign that this guy can do this. But after watching the preseason, he was one of the the guys that I saw, and I just thought, this is not it. Like he, Something is missing there, whether it's his instinct might be to not run, but, you know, you it's okay to run. I know that he was probably told his whole life to be a scrambling quarterback because he's black, but watching him uncomfortably get tackled in the end zone and try and throw the ball away was just embarrassing. Like I know he's better than that, so it was rough to watch. Get him in the silver and black. We'll fix him up. Get him with Josh McDaniels. <laughs> we'll take care of him. He'll bury his ass for the rest of his career. Well, even the Raiders, like with Jared Stidham, like we brought Stidham with us, so we'll we'll take that one from y'all. Um, we we have Carr. And I'm not, and we have Mullins. I'm not super satisfied with our backups. I feel like we went from, I feel like we went from having the greatest backup in Marcus Mariota to now sort of, if Carr goes out, we're going to have another Connor Cook scenario. Yeah, I, I'm surprised how much better it's gotten lately. Where, when we were growing up, if their backup is starting, like your your season's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there, that's it. There's good enough quarterbacks now at backups where, like, you can at least make the playoffs or you can be competitive. But, like, back in the day, it was like, oh, we don't have room for a second good quarterback. Just get somebody who can fucking hand the ball off. That's what happened every time. The back quarterback went in, run every play. Yeah. Hand it off or he's throwing it three yards on a cross. Yeah. This is where, this is why we have Marshall Falk. Like, that's how it felt. Like, uh, whenever you that backup did have to come in, like when when Michael Vick goes down, like all right, well the Falcons lost this game, and now you need to have a serviceable a serviceable backup, and there are teams that still have it, but I worry that the Raiders just completely like losing. Obviously, having Mariota was a huge like oh my gosh, thank God we have this guy, but now looking at you know Chase Garbers is not going to make this team. Nick Mullins. People really liked him when he was with the Niners. He must be one of those guys that really wows everybody in practice because, like, you know, there's guys like that. Like, who uh, forget who who talked about it, but in the drills and in the in, in in drills, he's phenomenal. Just doesn't always translate on the field. Like Charlie Whitehurst or somebody, one of those guys. Um, <laughs> Nathan in the chat says Jimmy G. I hear the Niners are excited to still have Jimmy G on the team. Like they're they're very they're okay with having a 19 million dollar backup. They're they're gonna let her. Oh, that's good. Right, and then I do hear the Browns are interested. I think they're making some phone calls. If since they're not, what? they're only gonna have Brissett. The Browns have four quarterbacks already. Well, if Jimmy G's available, and you have a better chance to win those eleven games with Jimmy. I, <sighs> I, I think that's their strategy. There is let's go get Jimmy G, dude. 
I is he that much better than Jacoby? Yeah, I think so. Jacoby Brissett's never been to a Super Bowl. A lot of people hate Jimmy G, but when he plays, he plays well. It's really the injury. I mean, they're factor. all from the Patriots, so you're getting the same shit. That is true. Well, I remember when Jimmy G got hurt, and then Brissett came in. They were all on the same team, right? Yeah, it was Brissett, like, Jimmy all G, there and Brady at the same time, and they all beat Brock Osweiler in that game on Thursday Night Football that I watched <laughs> in San Antonio with my dad. Never forget it. So. Yeah, like I, I, I think Brissett is a serviceable backup, but trying to have him win 11 games, and if you're Cleveland where you have Miles Garrett, who I'm assuming that contract's about to run up eventually, and you're going to have to pay that man a lot of money. You you have Amari Cooper. You're probably paying him a lot of money. Uh, J- Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb. The Browns are always going to be in win-now mode with this thrown-together weird pseudo-all-star team that they always have. Uh, I'm, but I, I am not sold on them. I never am. I wasn't last year with Baker and, o, and OBJ. Never sold on these guys. So, like in in the spirit of the Cleveland Browns being the Cleveland Browns, why not go get Jimmy G? If you think you could, if you could be nine and two or eight and three or even seven and four when Deshaun shows up, you you'd feel good about that. Yeah, but I. I'm never confident who's going to show up week 11 and just step in and dominate. What's the Sean the Watson? dude hasn't played in, what, two years now? He played preseason. He looked like shit. But he's also, this is a new team. This is a new offense. Um, what do you Yeah, th- so he's going to just step in week 11 and be they're going to be flowing, dude. We also didn't talk about that. What do you What do you think about them adding five more games to that suspension? Like, uh, of course, Robert Mays was crying about it. He was uh, one of the. Po- I stopped listening to that podcast mainly because he was crying. I just don't know how you can look a woman in the eye and tell them the NFL is a safe place for women. Like, okay, women are adults. Let's stop. Let, let's rip the bandaid off a little bit here. Okay, um, he's the, obviously he's a piece of shit, but let's stop pretending that he literally raped Poor women. He probably co- he used his kids. words to coerce them into jerking him off. It's not like he fucking assaulted them and made them do anything like so well all the ones that came back more than once should automatically be thrown out and we talk black says vlt stands with what's and we and we talked about it at work a little bit where people were trying to say uh well forget oh the victims didn't have enough evidence for a, a criminal trial so they're only doing civil and i said there shouldn't be a difference like if you like like if if you can't prove it, and if this guy did it with this many women, and there's no text messages, there's no emails, it's all word of mouth from a bunch of women. There's no male masseuses at work there. Like none of like there's so many things that just don't line up. And it also did you hear the judge is like the judge is an owner in the Houston Texans, and this oh all, that's not good. This all happened when Deshaun was leaving. Like I'm not playing. You guys traded DeAndre Hopkins. I'm leaving this franchise. Oh, you want to <laughs> leave? Well, we all jerked you off. Like that's kind of <laughs> what happened. But nobody wants to say that. That's that's taboo. Uh, I don't know. I, I think him getting at first when they said six games, I was like, dude, he already sat out for a year. And then when people were crying, like I don't know, you could look at women. Then he shouldn't. Be, then is he never gonna play again? Is there? A, and he hasn't really atoned for any of his wrongdoings because he doesn't think he's in the wrong. I kind of don't even know if he did anything wrong. He says he maintains his innocence. Maybe he didn't do anything. Maybe this is all a conspiracy. So I don't know. I'm gonna say something stupid. But imagine so. that. Imagine the judge 
is is a as a stakeholder in the team that you're leaving, a franchise that you helped take from Matt Schaub, that you took from Derek Carr, that you took from Dominic Rhodes and Arian Fox, like this franchise that wasn't that impressive or exciting. Deshaun Watson brings them to heights that no other team in Texas Texas has seen since the 90s. And everybody's thinking, oh my gosh, the Texans are the next big thing. They're about to blow up. And then he suddenly says, I'm out. I'm done playing for you guys. You know that ticket sales tank. You know that the team's value tanks. So yeah, you'd probably be pretty pissed off. And if you own that team and you're responsible for this guy's fate, I'm throwing the book at him. I just don't like... He didn't, nobody said that he raped anybody, right? It's no. just all that he, he paid for hand jobs. Yeah, he would. So the women were uncomfortable and they felt they, uh, one of the things I, that I heard was like, they felt, uh, not abused, but they just felt like they had to do it. They were forced. Like it's, it's that argument of like, oh, you're a man. I'm a woman. Men are greater than women, which isn't true at all. But some women still have that in their heads. Like I need to just obey what men tell me to do. And they jerked him off. And then it's, well, I was raped because I didn't want it. It's still a sex crime because it's technically, it, it, it was his dick. So, like, I get that. But there are women that are severely beaten and raped, and I feel unbelievably terrible for them when we try and weigh, well, I got a sex crime too. Yeah, I did. It's like, no, uh, let's let's take it easy for the other victims. I, gave, I gave a dude a handy for money. Yeah, yeah, I got paid multiple yeah. times. I mean, I didn't want to do it, so I felt I felt sick and I felt abused, and I touched his penis, and it was wrong. Yeah, you got you got your face smashed in with a brick, and then somebody somebody inserted themselves into you. That does sound worse, and you didn't get paid. Okay, that doesn't. I don't like yours, but mine's rape too as well. Don't forget that. So, and I think that's kind of what happens here. And again. If this guy's such a monster, why are we not at least trying to get some sort of evidence for a criminal trial? Like that's that is the most annoying part of this whole thing is that it is a is that it's a civil case. We just want money. It's not even about getting a monster off the streets. It's about getting money in our pockets. Well, and even that, like a civil case, you need even less evidence to win, right? That's so that's what people at work were saying. People were saying since there's almost no evidence. Uh, it's all just word of mouth. They went to civil on purpose because, and again, conspiracy theory, if enough people in Houston all got together to do this, they knew they could get money out of Deshaun Watson. Okay, if you were th- any of the ones that did it multiple times, if you were that upset, why didn't you set up your cell phone and record it the second time? Yeah, like, let's, sure let's, weird we need to get this diabolical behavior documented, so... Uh, like I, Robert I, Kraft is on video. What the fuck? There's all kinds of things on video. Rex Ryan's trying to make out with his wife's feet on video, and for some reason, these women who are being assaulted are not doing anything to, to stop this monster. They're just getting paid, and he probably didn't think it was wrong at the time. Oh, they were just doing it. I didn't. No one like had ever yeah. said anything. So it's I don't all know. Fun and games. I don't know. They he, wanted to leave. Like it is still inappropriate to ask for a hand job at a massage, but it's it's also Let's not devalue, let's not degrade other women who have gone through horrific travesties because, well, no, I, you, I want money too. And now he's got to sit out for six more games. Like, and, and, the fa- and look, if he sat out for those, uh, those six games, like, okay, absolutely. Like, I get it. He brought, he brought uh, it's like a defamation suit. He made the league look really bad. But 
Let's also then stop crying into our microphone saying, like, I just don't know how women can watch football. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, like th- these are grown women. This is a grown man. We're all adults here. Let's stop pretending every single person is a victim in the world. And we're all stronger and we're all independent. So have a little more respect for women when you're crying into a microphone about how they can't speak for themselves or, or defend themselves. Like, I, I just think that's insane. So um, I'm not going to read Joker's comment, but yes. Exactly. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. A like, lot of it. So uh speaking of travesty, Zach, I know this is we've been talking football, a little UFC crept in. Brittany Griner is still in Russia. What the hell is <laughs> wrong with us? How come the playoffs are happening? Did you know that the WNBA playoffs are in full swing right now? <laughs> I didn't know that WNBA exists while I was watching the fucking preseason NFL and UFC this weekend. Dude, I can't, I, like, uh, dude, I can't believe that we, with your consent, we use cookies. I don't like when these people use cookies, but I'm going to click this out. I know. Don't jump to cybersecurity yet, please, please. I wanted to see, um, so Brittany Griner had said, and I won't, I, I won't sure, I, I wasn't sure, so my, my wife had brought this one to my attention. I didn't see this headline yet. But allegedly, Brittany Griner has been writing notes to America, and she, she claimed now she's never going to stand for the national anthem because we're not fighting to get her back. Uh, okay, then stay and stand for the Russian national anthem. Let me see. Brittany Griner, oh, uh, national anthem opinion mocked after Russia in 2020. So this was in 2020, so maybe my wife, maybe it was just a headline that was incorrect, but... Um, Good because the fucking leave her ass there. She's saying that while she that, that's what I said. Her. So I don't know if that's true or not. Thank goodness. Oh my gosh. But in 2020, Brittany Griner told the Arizona Republic that she didn't think the national anthem should be played before WNBA games. Which, if I could tell the WNBA something, that's one of the reasons that a lot of us country white folk don't go. Like I don't know. We like America. <laughs> we like America. We love sports. If you just put America into a sport and put beer and bald eagles and shit, we're gonna go. So when you're when you have a sport that's like no this isn't for people that like America we don't like bald eagles we don't like freedom uh, then I don't want to go I don't I don't know what to tell you like some of these playoff games have looked pretty good like teams are scoring over 117 points which I didn't know could happen in the WNBA um, although I did I was watching ESPN and there was one game I think it was Chicago the Sky were facing whoever I think it was New York and it was like 50 to 13 or something at the end of the first half. <laughs> I was like, oh. this is a playoff game? Like, <laughs> how, are we, how are we supposed to watch this? So it looks like it, it looks like uh, that, that might have been a misleading headline that was shared with me. Thank goodness. But how are these WNBA playoffs just being allowed to happen, Zach? Don't we protest everything? We should, man. We should just close down the WNBA. They're operating at a loss. I don't know why they're even open. Can we also thing. point out that her team's in the playoffs. Like that's what I that's what I really don't get. It's like her team of all of her comrades and teammates, comrades, Russia, her comrades, all of her, all of her, all of her teammates <laughs> are playing without her. I'm watching Diana Taurasi smile that during warm ups. Best Freudian slip. Yeah, that was all, so good. all of her comrades and like I'm just watching it, thinking these people took a night off when Jacob Blake got shot. This this league. Where's Brianna Taylor shirts and bullet hole shirts? And this team wears women rights shirts during the games. 
How are you guys still playing? How are you ladies still playing basketball when one of your fucking teammates is locked in prison in Russia and you don't think America is doing everything that they can to bring her home? How are you? St- Isn't it also their best player? I'm assuming not. Not anymore. They made the playoffs. I, I didn't know that that was possible. For playoffs. Them. Look, their best player is Diana Taurasi. Let's if I can be an analyst. I thought Brittany Griner was like the best player in the WNBA. If I no, no way. Candace Parker. Are you serious? Why are they fucking comparing her to LeBron at all? Skylar Diggins Smith. Uh, because she's tall. That's because she looks like LeBron. Um, and honestly, like I'm looking at the roster or the the standings here for the regular season. The Mercury were 15 and 21, and they made the playoffs. So this is like a NFL scenario. 15 and 21. Yeah, th- this. So I didn't realize. They only this. played 40 games. Uh, yes, but also eight eight teams make the playoffs. I didn't know that. Um, I thought it was only like four. Eight. Eight out of how many? <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, dude? This is the biggest joke. This is fucking Little League. All eight teams get trophies, too, at the end, huh? Why not just put every team in? I'd like to see the 13 and 23 Sparks get a shot. Who? Maybe they can rally. Who knows? Like, Yeah, just be, turn it into a bracket. Why don't you do – and I don't mean to – I know that we're never going to save this league. But why not give the two number one seeds – you have a Western Conference and an Eastern Conference. Give them a bye. Have the two and three seeds play each other. Winner goes on to face the, the conference champion. And – why are we not doing that? Why do we have an eight-team playoff? That means you're telling four teams, you're telling the 14 and 22 dream that they're not they, – no, you guys don't get it. You're telling the five – the five and 31 – Cardinals are winning the NFC West. Sorry about it. The five and 13 – or the five and 31 fever, they don't get to go to the playoffs. The Minnesota Lynx and the LA Sparks. So there's only four teams that don't get to go. Meanwhile, the 15 and 21 Mercury, you guys are good, and the 16 and 20 New York Liberty, you guys are good. Uh, it's it's a joke. And in the NFL, we've we've seen seven and nine teams make the postseason, but not two seven and nine teams make the postseason. Dude, I mean, so it's. 67 percent of the league makes the playoffs it's, it's a fucking joke dude well why does this exist i i honestly don't know did you, and you heard did you hear what bill burr said like that place should be like why is it up to us these you know like i said bald eagle beer drinking americans why is it up to us to support the WNBA? shouldn't that arena be packed with feminists shouldn't there just be a bunch of feminists in there supporting women's sports this league is by women for women, let's get the women in the stands, and but they're not though. Like they're not all. In, they're not doing that. Uh, it's, Tell me it, the last time a NBA starter was at one of their games that wasn't a playoff game. Well, and even Iguodala was the guy who got like that wasn't paid to be there. Oh yeah, Luca made a thing where he like you know this is I, I'd like to recognize fellow rookie of the year and. All the league was like, says a man who's never been to one game. Like, it's our responsibility to go to all 40 of these games. Like, what, why do we have to do that? Like, I don't mind watching the highlights on Sports Center. I think it's, I, some of the games do look really competitive and really fantastic. But as far as the Dallas Wings go, they got rid of Skylar Diggins Smith. I don't even know who's on this team anymore. And it's not like the city or this team has done anything. You know, they're not even in Dallas anymore. They moved to an arena further away from me. So, 
Like, oh, by the way, we don't want to be in a huge arena like like American Airlines. We were going to go to a smaller venue, uh, and the tickets are still going to be 40 bucks. I couldn't even name one WNBA team, do you please? I'm not going to lie. Really? See, people at work always laugh that I know most of these teams. I don't know where the Fever are from, but I do know Indiana, the Indiana Fever. I know the Chicago Sky. I know the Washington Mystics, the New York Liberties, the Las Vegas Aces, Seattle Storm, the Dallas Wings, and the Phoenix Mercury, and the Minnesota Lynx. I know most of these teams. I know Candace Parker's on the Sky. I know, uh, what's her name, Elena Del Don is on the Mystics. Uh, I know Diana Taurasi, and Diana Taurasi's on the Mercury. I know Sue Sue Bird. This is her final year. She's on the Storm. Like, I know, I know. I try and... I try and be a fan. They just make it impossible to be a fan. And it's ESPN wants us to think that this is a thing. Like people are all watching the WNBA. They have a contract to show the games. You know, you can watch all the games for like 11 bucks a year or something. Like, uh, there was some ridiculous thing that they sent. They, I got an offer to watch it. So, um, and the league well, could, th- could be good. Funny enough, fucking Nathan in the chat asked, me specifically, who's the chick that said that she was better than Boogie Cousins? And off the top of my head, I was like, wait, wasn't that fucking Brittany Griner? That is Brittany Griner. It was Brittany Griner. It was Brittany Griner. Boogie Cousins would fucking mosh three on one any player in the NBA that you want. Now, right yeah. now. Yeah. And she she's thinking Come at the rim, please. She's thinking she's six nine, so that means she's gonna be as good at basketball as Demarcus Cousins, which no fucking way. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'd like to also throw that out there. There's always gonna be a fundamental difference between men and women and in a game like basketball, like basketball, uh, I think that Demarcus Cousins has an obvious advantage over any female that you put in front of him. And there's, I need you to play this video. Please. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that, and I think that's what always gets like lost in the translation is people always assume like, oh well, you're bad mouthing women's sports. It's like no, we're not. Like settle down. This isn't about how bad women's sports are. This is just there is a difference. I'm glad she's. Oh my god, is this where she misses the dunk? Uh, no, this is all the NBA players reacting to her saying that. Oh great. Let me see. I gotta pull your your thing back up to stop you from freezing. But. Yeah, it's 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 always going to be shocking to me, like when when that kind of stuff happens, because it really is. Like, look again, we're not. It's not saying that women's sports or women's athletes aren't athletic. Like, like I said, Sue Bird, amazing career. I'm not saying it's like I would never even try and pretend that if Sue Bird went to the Dallas Mavericks, she'd be just as good as Luca. Like, I think that's obvious. We're not trying to compare that. Like, her career, like. Good boxers aren't compared directly to good MMA fighters either. You know, there's there's a valid way to do comparisons. So let's take a look at Demarcus Cousins having to answer such dumb questions. That confident in her abilities, but um, she's also a little delusional. <laughs> like the confidence, BG, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. Not a walk in the park over here. Just trying so hard. He says you'd be no better than the third best post player on the men's team. <laughs> I'm just gonna use that to fuel. fuel Can they clip that laugh, bro? Uh, uh, and that's ah. so that's Brittany Griner. I mean, uh, and 
she she is big. I mean, she's the biggest female in the WNBA. When she was at Baylor, she was exciting to watch because it was fucking massive. Yeah, her voice just bugs the fuck out. It of was me. so crazy like to see somebody that big and athletic, and it was jeez, like she could change women's basketball. She has not done that, and maybe she could. But when you're when you're trying to say like I can beat Demarcus Cousins, and then when they say yeah, Demarcus says you're not any better than the third postman on. On the on the U.S. team, and she laughs and she's like, "I'm going to use that as fuel to drive me." Well, then let that drive you. Become better than Demarcus Cousins, but it never happens. Right? I mean, I'm better, but um, and I know that that kind of gets at him, but it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, little man. But I would like to see that. I would pay to see. Here's Mello. Mello would pay to see it. I pay for our ticket. DeAndre would pay. I gotta be front Malachi Black says she's on steroids for sure. Why is her voice as deep as John Gruden? That's another thing that people. Well, and you know, women obviously like genetics and stuff. She might have more testosterone than other women. Like that's why she's so big, and that's why she has that kind of a voice. And then here's Diana Taurasi, uh, her teammate Phoenix Mercury. She's good enough to play in the playoffs without Brittany Griner, while Brittany rots in a cell. Oh, I didn't hear what she said. Okay. Okay, I went man. too far. But I would like to see that. I would pay to see that. I pay for our ticket. Front row, though. I gotta be front row. My money's on BG. <laughs> I got cuss on that one. That's it. My money's on BG. Draymond can't even not laugh. Like, Draymond, that's my favorite person to ask that to. Because Draymond doesn't sugarcoat shit. <laughs> He's probably my favorite player who's not on the Mavericks. Like we talked about right after that, he's like, "Did you see Fergie sing at the fucking oh, All Star yeah. game?" <laughs> he was, he's just <laughs> laughing his ass off. Like he he knew what he knew what everybody was going to be talking about. Like he's very was that very, the All Star you know, game or the finals? That was the All Star game. Yeah, it was all, and they were all there just laughing. Fergie was recently divorced from Josh Dumel. She so he just oh, really she was going for it, and he was just laughing his ass off. I'm like, more interested no in that Josh Dumel saying uh, right. To and I'm gonna sell my house, and I'm gonna put all my money on Demarcus Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest women's basketball coach of all time says he would put all of his money, his house, and his mortgage on Boogie Cousins. Because how could you not? Like it's look, there's a difference between like trying to empower women and then saying something stupid. And I think what she said was incredibly dumb. I I, I think that's just tone deaf, and that really doesn't. Does not compute in the real world. It sounds like somebody who would try and smuggle weed into Russia. That is another good point. So hopefully she gets back safe uh, eventually. I don't know if we need to trade terrorists to get her back, but I do think that it sucks that she's in a prison. Like to be a human for a minute, Zach. I do think it's fucked up that for something that isn't illegal here. And I know everybody says like she she knowingly had the the, the oil and she should have gotten rid of it. She did a lot of stupid shit. But I mean, nine years in a Russian penal colony, as I as I read it, that doesn't sound like. I think the fun's kind of over. I think, I I think this is somebody that you know we should be trying to kind of any any person that commits a crime. Off. Remember that kid who like d- desecrated the Korean flag and they put him in a co- like. Uh, <laughs> well, I need to get that story. He lost like a hundred pounds. Is pretty much the. He, I think people need to fucking realize what they're doing and not be entitled Americans who think they can go anywhere and do whatever the fuck they want. That's a good. point. I was just watching over the weekend. I was watching this the dumbest show. It wasn't even in English. It was like dubbed in English, where it was like the Venezuelan airport where they catch all the drug smugglers and shit, mm. and they're like. They're like, these people are getting six to eight years in prison 
But they're lucky they didn't make it onto their flight to China where they would have got a fucking death sentence <laughs> for bringing in a, a kilo of cocaine. Yeah. They're literally telling them, like, what the fuck are you thinking? You're lucky we caught you. Yeah. Because if we didn't, you'd be dead. They'd cut your fucking hands off when you got there. Just so I'm not crazy. Yeah, it was Otto Warmbler was the guy's name. And he was on a study <laughs> abroad. A name, dude. He was on a study abroad program in Hong Kong. And he decided to visit North Korea. <laughs> oh, I saw that. And he fucking, like, ripped something off the wall. Yeah. So uh, on De- on January 2nd, he was arrested at the airport while waiting for departure from North Korea. Um, th- th- no no words were spoken. Two guards came, and they tapped on him on the shoulder and led him away. I just, uh, I just said kind of nervously, well, that's the last we'll see of you. And there's great irony in those words. That was it. That was the last physical time I saw Otto ever. Otto didn't resist. He didn't look scared. He sort of half smiled. So I'm tr- I'm trying to see what exactly. He made it back home, but he died. Oh, he tried to steal a. He prop- came home in a coma. Yeah, he tried to steal a propaganda poster from a staff-only area of the hotel at 2 a.m. on New Year's Day. So he like he's at the hotel, tries to steal this poster, and then at the airport gets arrested. Um, and then he did say that he, you know, he. He admitted that he did it, and then Fred and Sidney Warmbler met numerous. Uh, they met with numerous Obama administration officials, including John Kerry. Shoutouts. Um, so what did they say? So on, they got him back after 17 months in detention. Warmbler, still in a comatose state, was medically evacuated from the prison or from the hospital to Cincinnati, Ohio. He arrived there on the evening of June 13th. He was taken to the University of Cincinnati Medical Facilities where doctors tried to determine what caused this coma and if there were signs of recovery. Uh, he was in a state of unresponsive wakefulness, commonly known as persistent vegetative state. So he was just a vegetable, dude. Like, that's so – like, that sucks. I don't I, – they never figured out if they, like, just beat him to death or if they poisoned him or did some shit, but – they got the exchange like all set up and he was still healthy. And then like the week before it happened, they're like, oh, he's in a coma, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it just comes home on a private airplane. Never. Malachi Black just says Kim Jong ate him for dinner. There was nothing more tragic. <laughs> so Trump, Trump said there's nothing more tragic for a parent than to lose a child in the prime of their life. Our thoughts and prayers go out with Otto's family and friends and all who loved him. The United States once again condemns the brutality of North Korea or the North Korean regime as we mourn its latest victim. And the North Korean officials said that their country was the biggest victim of warm of Warmbler's yeah. Warmbler's death as a result of a smear campaign, stating their treatment of him was humanitarian, the spokesperson added. Although we had no reason at all to show mercy to such a criminal of the enemy of the state. We provided we provided him with medical treatment and care with all sincerity on humanitarian basis until his return to the U.S. Considering that his health got worse, um, come on, what the fuck are you? Are they, are they like? Is that how do you say that as a, as an official of North Korea? Like it's so obvious. Like, look, we're the biggest victims here. He took a poster. Like, what the fuck? Well, do you know the shit that they believe? Do you know <laughs> what was Kim? Who's it right now? Kim Jong Il. I think it's Kim Jong is ill or Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un and ill was his dad, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's how it goes. Or reverse. So, yeah. If you go look at their history book and you read about his first round of golf, he got like twelve hole in ones. Fuck yeah, first dude. round ever playing golf. What a baller! So what happened on those He's other six holes? Baller, what happened on those six holes? Uh, I think he got eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Still did all right. Um, so, before- but I, that's that's my point though. Is like. We're 
you can't be a dumb fucking American when you're traveling abroad. If you're in Europe or if you're in fucking uh, Japan or Spain or some of these countries where they're pretty Western, like, go have fun. But when you're fucking Asia and North Korea and fucking the Middle East, don't fuck around. Don't try yeah. and steal shit off the wall. Even, you could even do everything you think is perfectly correct, and it's illegal over there. I'm arguing the do same. Do some fucking research if you're going to go to North Korea, you idiot. I'm even arguing the same thing in America. Like I just, if even if it's against the law, and you're like, ah, it's pretty stupid. Like you know, let's let's have a little bit of yeah. thought before going into breaking some of these laws. Like I agree, a lot of the laws are stupid, but when when it is a law. Like, just, just keep in mind there are consequences for actions. And, yeah, if you are at a hotel and there's a staff-only area and you're not staff, maybe don't go in that area. Maybe just kind of let that one go. Hey, what a hilarious poster. I'm going to steal this. Like, no, that's not that's not going to help you. of it. How about that? Yeah, that's not going to help you in any way whatsoever. So um, before we go, Zach, because this has been a very special Sunday edition of Hashtags and Headlines, uh, I want to talk college football. So, because because I live in Texas, right? College football is a big fucking deal here. Uh, there's some discrepancies in the preseason rankings already. The coaches poll had your boys, the University of Texas at Austin, the Longhorn shoutouts. Uh, they were ranked number 18. However, the Associated Press, they all got together. Not even ranked, dude. Like, um, I, I so not even ranked. Not even ranked for the AP voters. I mean, the AP is all that matters. So. so it, well, and I want to be honest. I kind of agree with the AP. Um, <laughs> the coaches' poll I gave that I guess gave Texas a first place vote. Like one person did. Uh, yeah, was it Texas's coach? But the person. So <laughs> <laughs> our team's number one, baby. I don't know who's going to beat us this year. Uh, so they had a five and seven record last season. Clearly, the coaches or whoever is filing ballots on their behalf are riding the annual hype wave surrounding the Longhorns. AP voters are taking a more sensible approach, which is to wait and see if the team can pull it all together. If we presume that Texas will lose to Alabama in week two, then the program's candidacy for a top 10 finish will likely depend on how it fares against number nine, Oklahoma, number 12, Oklahoma State, and number 10, Baylor. And those are all, that's, I mean, that's all in like a six-week span. I mean, no, I know college football's not that long, but six-week span. They're going to have to win all those games. They're going to have Alabama. So they have the opportunity to get into the top ten. They have the opportunity to get, I mean, if you imagine if they beat all four of those teams, they could be a, a number, a top five team. But uh, Texas is one of those programs, I think, over recent years that has sort of fallen off. Like five and seven last year was embarrassing. Like they really it's were terrible. They were really bad last year, losing games. Who's their coach right now? Oh, it's is it? It's not Sarkeesian, is it? Texas Longhorns coach. I think my dad even knows. My dad's probably yelling. It is Sarkeesian from the Trojans. He was terrible on the Trojans. He was getting. Oh, enough. you know why, dude? You know who they got recruiting next year. Archie Manning, Arch Manning, Archie Manning, bro. They got Arch showing up eventually. That that'll be huge for them. I don't um, know why that would give them a number one vote this year. Look but. at this shit from SI. ESPN believes that Urban Meyer will be the next Texas head coach. That sounds horrible. Texas Tech? No, Texas the Red Raiders. No, my like the Longhorns. This team the here. Te oh, Texas. Have you heard what Texas Tech has been doing, by the way, with this NIL stuff? No, they're pouring tons of money. The the alumni are pouring tons of money into that school to pay players. Like they're they're going all in on this. Like, dude, we'll pay whoever you want. Uh, Texas Tech is offering twenty five thousand nil uh, deals to one hundred plus 
Let me click this nice. whole thing. Like, if you want to, like, if you want to make some money as a college athlete, go to Texas Tech. Like that, the women's basketball players are making like twenty five thousand dollars at Texas Tech right now. Um, and I know, Damn, I know it's not a lot of money. Hey, I still got all four years of eligibility left. It will, and that's what. So twenty five doesn't sound like a lot of money, but imagine you're going to school for free, your housing's covered, you're on scholarship, and then you're just getting twenty five k on top of all that. Like I think that's yeah, twenty five grand with no bills. Yeah, I think that's huge for a lot of these, a lot of these students. Uh, so fuck, that's probably more than what I make. So the, one week after they announced a two hundred million dollar football facility project, a group of boosters, which we all know those people aren't sketchy at all, uh, they're taking their support to another level with a program that'll offer twenty five thousand uh, twenty five thousand dollars in deals to more than one hundred Red Raider football players. The Matador Club. That sounds also horrific. A, a local nonprofit collective is signing all 85 scholarship Texas Tech players and 20 walk-ons to a one-year $25,000 NIL contract deal. In exchange, the players will perform community service and serve as ambassadors for local and West Texas charities to appear at the Matter or Club events. So they do kind of own you a little bit. Show up at this thing, sign some autographs, shake some, shake some babies, kiss some hands. Uh, but dude, twenty five k. I think that'll drastically help Texas Tech. Fuck yeah, dude! If you can, yeah. Well, I don't know though because everybody's doing that before, just not publicly. So <laughs> that's we'll true. They're the first ones that are going to be public. Texas Tech women's basketball players will also receive twenty five thousand in NIL deals. So I mean, they're and they're going in on all their sports. Like you imagine if Tech has a bas- a good basketball team too. So. Uh, and, and a decent baseball team. So if they're going to start pouring money in the, into these kids, and I'm sure every other school is going to follow along eventually, but a lot of this is going to now back off of your your booster clubs. And just well, from- fuck, dude. What what schools were we talking? Was it USC's entire or like endowment fund has like six billion dollars? Yeah, it? I think it was USC that had the really fat stack of money, like just ready for <laughs> this. Like they were they, they've been paying their players anyway. They bought Reggie Bush's mama house, so. It's not like this isn't unheard of to give your players money, whether it under the table. And you even hear like these get these people who do get their grant money in like a lump sum, like oh, I, you know, I got six thousand dollars today. Like holy shit, like that's a lot of money to just get for a grant. So yeah, it's the way there. There were other ways to get your pairs played before. Now it's just public. Now there's twenty five k. Now it's booster clubs, and you're now they got to pay taxes. Now you're a sp- yeah. <laughs> now it's a sponsored Sorry. event. I be putting all that money into the market, bro. That shit's going crazy right now. Is it? Is crypto back? Crypto's gone. Um, China's <laughs> crypto's gone. China's econ- China's economy is about to collapse. Crypto's oh yeah. Crypto is pretty much China, so I'm pretty sure that's that wave is about to go away. And even like I don't have my wallet in here. My crypto.com debit card, like you know, all oh, the the. This metal crypto card with all these benefits. Not accepted anywhere anymore. They're just removing all the benefits. It's like, why would I do this thing? Like, one thing that's unbelievably frustrating is they used to have a 2% cash back, right? They dropped it down to 1%, which, first of all, they dropped it down to 0.5, and then they got a bunch of everyone revolted, and they put it back up to 1%. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, 1%, that's fine, whatever. It's still better than zero. But then to be able to load your debit card with your own, like with a real debit card, like my bank account, they charge you a 1% fee. So Then go get fucked. Yeah, so I just was like, whatever then. And they also cap my earnings at 25 a month. So it's like, you know, how often am I spending $2,500 to be able to get my $25 cash back? 
I mean, it was not worth it. So I moved. They up. cap your rewards at twenty five dollars a month. Yeah, isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> what? Well, this it, is the biggest scam I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it's unbelievably frustrating. So, uh, that yeah, that's kind of gone away for me. I I've really cooled on the on the crypto craze and. And look, in five years, if everything is kind of back up, like it's not like I poured hundreds of dollars into it. So my life savings are in there. But like, let's say like the 400 or 500 that I have put in there, let's say that it does double or triple in the next five years. That'll be worth it. I'll be okay with that. Um, I, I put a lot of tax return money into that. So it's not like, oh my God, can't believe we lost all this money. We got to feed our family. Like, no, it's, I was using, I have money in the stock market too. I've lost thousands of dollars because of a certain fucking president who's butchering this economy, not to make this political, but uh, yeah, I've it's lost, hashtags and headlines. So I, I've lost so much money in the stock market just because like, you know, my IRA <laughs> invested into ETFs and index funds. It's just, the market just has been taking a shit. It's un NFTs and NFTs crashed too. So NFTs still, and I was listening to this guy today who's actually selling NFTs, but his NFTs come along with value. Like his NFTs are like tickets almost. Like if you own this NFT, like you own uh, access to this, you own access to this. Like So some people look at an NFT as like a digital piece of art, and I think that is kind of stupid. But if you own a digital piece of art and it also doubles as like, oh, well, it also – I have a, a membership card to this thing that never expires – then I think that's okay. Dude, it looks like it's raining like crazy outside right now. It's going nuts here, dude. You guys need it? It's dry out there. Oh, dude, it hasn't rained in like 60 days. It rained one day last week, and people were freaking out like, we got rain. Like, we were praying for rain. So, luckily, the rain's here tonight. Um, did we cover all for rain? Like, fucking, uh, oh, why can't I think of his name? I can't remember either. And I just listened oh to that song. Oh, my God. My favorite country singer. Dude. I just listened to that song. So, Let's so Nathan says Amarillo that Sky, before we get to before we leave, uh, the, the are the Cardinals winning the NFC West? I've watched some preseason, they suck. There's no they're way. on hard knocks for the season. No, they're the, not winning that shit. team's not winning the NFC West. That team's not going to finish in four, they're not going to finish in second. I, I, I think that they'll finish in third. It's or not fucking footy, okay? Don't, why are you believing anything Nathan fucking says about? American I do like football. that he likes the Cardinals, though. I think that's a silly thing. He does like the Cardinals. <laughs> Kevin in the chat. Don't let Crypto.com. says your Cowboys suck dick. I'm wearing a Raiders hat, okay? And they won by two touchdowns today, okay? Hell yeah, a lot of kick returns and shit. <laughs> so, and I do kind of agree with Kevin. Like, yeah, Crypto.com has gone so mainstream that when they're removing all these crypto rewards, but then I get to watch uh, basketball or soccer and their logos plastered everywhere. And it, it's like, no, fuck you guys. And you're, they're spreading. You got to build your own mining rig, dude. All the... Graphics cards are coming down in price. It's the time, dude. Build a mining rig that just well, and it was and, and I, it was clear that I came in when their CRO coin was at like point four. It was like forty cents per coin, and that was like huge. Like wow. And then it since then has gone to like fifteen cents per coin. But it's because I signed on when it was forty cents. They had free Spotify reimbursement. They had the two percent cash back. They had staking rewards for holders. Like I was gonna make like eight percent on my four hundred dollars that I put in. And since then, they removed most of those rewards. So now the coin's at like 14 cents. So it's like they, they obviously had this idea of, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to give you all these rewards and you're going to, you're going to like get, you'll, you'll, you'll be invested in crypto. And then they uh, slashed all your rewards, 
crash the value of their own coin. But I got money into their system now, so I'm kind of stuck. Uh, there are other ones that I, I kind of agree with Kevin, like Nexo.io. Some of the ones that end with .io seem sketchy, but those are probably the good ones, right? Yeah, for sure. I love any game that ends in .io, so even re- Even Restream ends with .io, but I think we covered it all, What Keezy. does that stand for, dude? I don't know. I don't know. what co- Does com still stand for company? Because a lot of these things are not companies. <laughs> so I, I have no fucking clue. Uh, H- TWFS says I'm learning Italian on Duolingo. Fuck yeah, grazie then, Kevin. Grazie, amigo. What do they say? What's a friend in Italian? A friend? Oh shit. Amigo? I, I think it's amigo. I know Spanish and Italian are are similar. Like some of the words cross over. Like grazie, gracias, amigo, um, um, sus, uh, susa. That's what Kevin says. Susa. Perfect. Duolingo's great. I got to redown. I got to learn Spanish. Friend is Amico. Amigo. I love it. Amico with a C. Oh, Amico. That's very Amico of you. Um, Sounds Japanese. I think we did it, Geezy. I think we covered every single base. I like the special Sunday stream. How do you feel it went? Any parting words before we go? Uh, Just so Nathan knows, this was for him. I know he was disappointed (laughs) I was not here on Tuesday. I... Let alone what was going on, I was sick as fuck. I woke up, still got the raspy congestion in the chest. But we're here. We did it for Nathan. Sonic fucking Gino showed up. I have some comments about Gino before. (laughs) Because, Gino, I fucking love you. He has an excuse for everything. Right? I What was the excuse last week of why he couldn't work out? Oh, well, there's no room in his room. That was one of them. Yes, there's no room. He lives in walking distance of a fucking gym, <laughs> and he can't go work out. What is this? That one always gets me. I'm always worried about Gino not leaving the house, and I and I looked up the cul-de-sac where he lived. It would take him 20 minutes to walk to LA Fitness. Like, it's not Perfect. that far. Yeah. And he doesn't need to do cardio. He can walk there, work out, walk home. Yeah. He needs sunlight. He needs vitamin D. He needs to wake up on a decent hour, like you're trying to do, starting fucking earlier. And he needs, just needs to get moving. He needs this job. What is it? What? Okay, he said he applied to jobs, but anybody verify what actual jobs he applied to, or was he just fucking tugging on? I think he applied for IBM and Coinbase. I think those were his big two. IBM to do what? <laughs> no, I just made those up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they were exactly. He said it was remote work. And this is the the golden age of remote work, by the way. I mean, there are places He does not need he needs to go into an office every day. <laughs> I don't know. He if does he, not need remote work. I don't know if I can make an excuse for him, but I don't know if he could do that, dude. I I, I think that he needs to to be in his little cubby and like once we just get him working, and then if they say, "Hey, we're doing an on-site meeting. Do you want to go?" I think maybe that's how we'll get him introduced to the re- to getting back outside. You know, does he have social anxiety, or is he going to get sunburned? Clearly, like look at him. Problem. He's got social anxiety. He hasn't left in years. Like he always brings up the, or I always bring it up. But he he moved to Missouri <laughs> with his friends, and then they they betrayed him and they stabbed him in the back, and then they sent him a, they sent him packing. He doesn't Were know. They all in the BDSM club? Is that what happened? He he's the only person I know to watch the boys the minute it drops. Like he's like staring at Amazon Prime, like, dude, this fucking shit. It's eleven forty four. It better drop. And then at noon, he's like, Yes, let's do it. So he's working at his own pace. Okay, he said on August second he's gonna start the job search, and that was August second, twenty twenty one. 
Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I clearly didn't do a, co a cover letter. At least he admitted it, and he said he's not going after jobs that want a cover letter anyways. But right. I don't – I just don't know what he's doing, man. I, do you know – I also – I would watch The Boys if I didn't have a job and a bunch of other shit to do. Well, speaking of watching, uh, HBO House of Dragons debuts tonight on HBO Max. Malachi Black says, Jeezy, let Gino move in with you. Train him. Train him. <laughs> That sounds sure. He can cover that half of the the rent you or the half of the the mortgage you were talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, he needs a job fucking first. That. Yeah. But <laughs> it would it would just end. It would end up like fucking Kevin and what's his Kevin and Forrest. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah. Gino would Gino would move out, leave his shit stained underwear like in your cabinet. You would find like weeks later. Go fuck. What do you mean you have to time your sleep? Yeah, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things. <laughs> but and I, look, I took a nap today. It was outstanding. So, yeah, I, I, but with this House of Dragon show, any interest at all, dude? Do you have oh, any interest? Oh, so much. Really? I'm, I am tempted though, to not watch it until the season's over and then binge it. Really? Because I, I don't want to wait every week for this shit. I just hated the way it ended, and I feel like they're slapping me in the face by saying, "Hey, I know that the fucking last one we did sucked dick at the end, but watch this one; it's gonna be good. We promise." Like. Didn't they already let me down? Like, it's almost like I went to a restaurant and I ordered pancakes and they served me a pile of shit. And then I'm going to look like the next time I go to that restaurant, it's like, it's not going to be a pile of shit. It's going to be pancakes this time. I swear. Like, no, it's still going to be a pile of shit. I'm going to eat the shit log by log. It could. Yeah. I mean, it could be like Ron Burgundy. Like, you eat that cat shit. Dude, I might. But I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Kevin might be right. Like. It might be fucking stupid, and maybe they're just relying on the name. Is it the same directors or no? Don't even care. Is it the same team, or are they just starting over? It looks like it's I, the same people. I mean, it, I don't know. It's got. I haven't looked into who's directing it. I haven't looked into it because I just thought it was so stupid. I was like, why would you – something <laughs> that is notoriously known for having – a shitty ending like the way that they delivered on everything that they promised us did not work at all like co-worker like I, I i would love to rewatch that show but i just know how it ends i would almost like to rewatch it and then fan fucking fan fiction my own ending and not have to deal with what i sat through like that night king stuff should have been like four or five episodes uh like it was just the way they rushed that last season was the worst yeah, I think Poor if Kevin's right that there's no kids. books covering this, it's the same thing. I got real worried over the weekend about the fucking Lord of the Rings series that's coming out because I yeah, I was like, oh, shit, is this based on the Cimmerillion? And it's like, no, it's just based on lore from like the whole universe. And I'm like, oh, great. They're going to this is going to be fucking dumb. They're just going to make yeah. up their own Sounds stupid. story in the Lord of the Rings universe, which is like, fuck you guys. That's why Peter Jackson's were so good. Like it's so close to the books. Yeah, they they, fucking they follow the books and they follow good books. I think is is the the most important part. Where <laughs> yeah. like if if we're making this series like this House of Dragon thing, it's all just based off of stuff that maybe there was ideas for, but it's almost sexier that we didn't have books about it. It was sexier that all this stuff had happened in the past in this world that's being created. So. That made it sexier and more intriguing. But now that we're going to have to live through it, and the guy who wrote that book isn't writing this. Not involved at all, right? I, that's I, – I don't know. It's the, it's 
I, I don't. I mean, if you're making the show, that's much easier. If you just have free reign to fucking make up a story. Because when when there are books, like Peter Jackson could have fucked those movies up, and everybody would hate them because the books are so good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I I think with with Kevin brought up another good point. Like the best part of Game of Thrones was whatever George R R Martin was putting in from the 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 Targaryen past stuff. That was he showed us the highlights. He gave us the good version. Here's the cliff notes, the important shit. Now we're gonna have to deal with characters that were never referenced, like new characters. Like this guy was important. This guy was important. I'm sure this trans person was important. There's gonna be so much stuff that is just shoved into the world for no reason. And why do we care? And maybe and look, for all I know, it's gonna be a huge success. And I'm saying the dumbest shit I've ever said. I have no interest in watching that. Like I just I'm not gonna watch it. I still have to watch Yellowstone. I haven't finished. Haven't finished The Chosen. Haven't finished. I mean, there's like a li- a laundry list of shit I have not watched. So when I think of House of Dragon, again, I watched Game of Thrones. I watched all eight seasons or whatever. And I remember that last season thinking, why did I fucking invest so much of my life into this? Dude, I got so many shows for you. You gotta Have you even heard of Only Murders in the Building? Is that the Hulu show? With Selena, bro. Yes, Selena Gomez. I have crush. I haven't watched that. Um, I heard it's, it's really banger. good. I hated. So my wife and even my oldest and my mother in law were like balls deep in it, and I watched one or two episodes, and I'm like, cool, whatever. And then I got <laughs> to like three and four. I'm like, oh shit, this is really good. And it's Steve Martin. Fucking and- dude, it's Steve Martin, Selena Gomez, and uh, Martin Short, right? Yeah, it's kind of an odd cast, and then like Tina Fey and a bunch of re- stings in it. The the wrestler, the singer. Oh, <laughs> dude, I almost was like in what? The stinger. <laughs> what? The he stinger. lives on the top floor. He comes out of the rafters all the time. The stingers on a television show and AEW doesn't ram it down my throat every ten seconds. That can't be real. A- AEW would make sure that I knew that there was a fucking show with the stinger on it. These guys, <laughs> these guys. Uh, they they have House of Dragon. It's a meme at this point because of how much they fucking referenced it uh, during uh, during this past Dynamite. Oh, it's been everywhere. So, and that also worries me. Like, let's put let's have this enormous budget for this television show and spend all of it on marketing. Like, just all of it. Market, 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 market. Uh, like, just no regard for hey, sh- you know. It's probably going to be great. Yeah, Lockheed Black like says Daniel as... Garcia is going to be on House of Dragon. Is he really? That sounds terrible. Daniel Garcia is a shitty, scrawny wrestler. He is the Dragon Slayer, so it makes unbelievably amount, uh, an unbelievable amount of sense. But that's still, uh, no, I don't like that whatsoever. So I, I don't know. I, like, yeah, you're right. There's so many shows that I haven't watched. I still haven't even watched Stranger Things. So how can I even think about watching some Dragon show? When there's other shows that are like huge phenomenons that I've never even I I watched half an episode of Stranger Things and I never finished, so I got more. To, I got a lot to watch. I watched fucking She Hulk kids today, are just dude, as bright and just as talented. What you think? Kids. What did you think of that? Because it's getting a lot of weird reviews. Like some people hate it because it's obviously like they're trying to make it like social justice already. Like I'm a woman, it's way harder for me to not be angry. Um, is it, was that? I mean, there was that was in there, but it wasn't. It didn't bother me at all okay like it made sense it was just world, it right? was such like the most generic tv episode of anything it's like a tv show where you can 
it's like Seinfeld. Like you could just sit down and watch it and there's no meaning to anything. And it's just, it's basically her origin story and her and the Hulk are family and they end up fighting each other because she gets pissed off. It's like just fucking pointless. I'm hoping something comes of it because when she turns into the Hulk, it's because the spaceship comes out of nowhere. And there's no explanation yet. Mm-hmm. And I think it's supposed to set up secret wars, but I know you're not even that much of a Marvel nerd that you know what I'm talking about. No, I kind of hate Marvel now. I think I've completely turned. Like I, So I liked... You're not pumped for Black Panther 2, dude? Nah. Well, I was told I wasn't allowed to watch it. Some black person said white people shouldn't watch it. So... What? Yeah, I don't know. I, was, I, I have the internet. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that Marvel... What was so sexy and romantic about it was they built this interweaving world at a time when that was hard to do with like movies and cinema. Now they just, there's so fucking much. It's not impressive anymore. Like now it's just over the top. Like I fucking get it. Disney plus like we were talking about another, they're making like a cars Disney plus series. I'm like, Oh my God, can you just make a movie? Can't, can't remember when Disney made good movies and it was just like a 90 minute, get in, get out. Smash and grab, have a good time with your kids in the theater and get out. And now it's like, no kids, let's all get around the, the Disney Plus machine and try and watch TV for 40 minutes and it's going to be some shitty show that they threw to get. Especially with like Loki and some of these other shows that like I've watched, when there's even six episodes, this could be a really good movie. But you guys intentionally are putting this on Disney Plus, which I found out has not made a profit yet. Uh, which is also fascinating. Really? They've put well, so yeah, because each one of those episodes was twenty five million. They're, they're putting so much money into the shows and into the programming that they're not making any money on it. They're they're raising the prices of it again. So the the more even with the Hulu bundle, even with the Hulu bundle, they're raising the rate. So I just think that they are they are clumsily trying to make this thing the biggest stream the thing in streaming while also trying to cram that. The, the agenda it's all in there it's all obvious like people are always shocked when i talk about oh no we don't watch this because it's got you know it's got the kissing scene or oh no it's got this it's so got did this. you watch lightyear no i still haven't watched it no interest dude it fucking banged bro i heard it was terrible so you actually liked it it was good i liked it i don't know i think i'm trying to stay very neutral nowadays and not get sucked in one way or the other like the Thor being super gay. Thor was not gay at all. They're just an ass. The whole, the whole light year thing of there's all these messages and shit. It's like one of the main characters was a lesbian. Why is that a big deal? Yeah. She was a lesbian for like five minutes and then she dies. And it's like spoilers. Cool. Well, <laughs> so spoilers, but no, and I agree with that, but I also just heard the movie wasn't good. And Hey, look, I watch High School Musical, the musical, the series, okay? I watch some pretty gay shit. I just think that when I'm trying to sit down with my son to watch a movie, it's like, well, why do, why do I have to watch that movie? And that's the other thing that's that all the streaming services have created. It's, am I going to watch the Disney stuff, which they're clearly trying to make it more gay, more inclusive is the most annoying word in the world now because inclusive just means less Christian white guy. Like, cause that's what I am. Like I've, I've seen that trans flag. The smallest part is a little white triangle. They don't give a fuck about that. Like, so when I watch, so when you're watching Lightyear and I'm watching minions, like, I don't know, it's, it's, 
in my head, it's the same fucking thing. It's a useless 90-minute cartoon. But one of them is just a silly, fun movie. And the other one is, we're trying to do something important. And also, if we can be honest, I know Universal is just trying to make money with Minions, pumping out the same movie every couple of years. Fucking Toy Story, let it fucking go. Are we serious? Oh, like, please. Why are you making us yeah. a, a gay version of Toy Story? What's happening here? Just let that... Why? Why did, why did we need that story to continue? We didn't. I was done at probably three. I was three. The daycare. Yeah, three was the daycare. Four was uh, Woody. Woody. Uh, Woody With the like leaves. spoon. The dumbest character ever. Yeah, Forky. Like, yeah, I'm trash. I love trash. But yeah, I three three had the ending scene. Like they were all gonna die. We were all crying and sad and then they made it out that should have been it but what about even did you see like the jurassic park show that ralphie watched for five seasons in the fifth season they finally added like a gay storyline and they're like out of nowhere like it was just no out of nowhere we need to get this in the show two female characters are going to kiss and fall in love and move in together in texas because that's where all the gay people are like it's it's this weird world that we live in now where that's just they want to do that and I, I look, I hey, if you want to do that, that's completely fine. But I also have the right as a streamer, as a consumer, to not watch that shit. So there's too many choices, Geezy. I'm watching the gay shows without my children, right? High School Musical, the musical, the series is awesome. I watched the gay show of all time last night, by the way. Movie you, called They Them on Amazon. Have you seen this yet? Is that the Kevin Bacon movie? Yes. Oh, it's on Amazon? Okay, I knew it was on Peacock, but it looked awesome, <laughs> if I could be honest. Oh, it was on Peacock, yeah. Peacock, okay. sorry, not Amazon. That movie looks really so good. So ridiculous. Is it, is it over the top, like, gay? or Give me your thoughts. Oh, I, I mean, it's a gay conversion camp. Yeah, it's, it's a great great movie. <laughs> and, they're like, half of them are trans. It, I mean, it was a good, like, uh, horror movie, so it was good in that fact, but it was all just... Oh trans and gay people just talking about being trans and gay the whole time they're getting murdered <laughs> so but I, it was funny because kevin bacon is like no nah, we don't do that shit here like we there's the boys cabin and there's the girls cabin and please go to the correct one oh what i will so and like i have to stop watching by the way i had so when i watch peacock i watch the kids version with ralph if i ever watch the adult stuff all the commercials are gay shit. I guess they have Queer Eye for the Straight Guy on there, or Queer as Folk, or whatever. They have so many gay shows on Peacock. They're very happy about all the gay content that they have. So as I'm well, watching... Their logo's a rainbow, please. And that's a good point. And as I'm watching you know, WWE Evil, and I'm constantly getting bombarded with, you just watch this gay show, it's like, eh, I'm probably good. And, and I don't mean to be, I guess, what's the term? Uh, Close-minded. But if there was a setting where I could turn that off, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Like, hey, commercial preferences? Yes. Gay filter? Hetero. I would like hetero commercials about deodorant and beer. Like, those are the commercials that I'll buy the products for. I'm not going to start watching the gay shows, even if you show them to me a million fucking times. But this trailer, I, th I think this is what I saw. This looks really freaking good. Let me, because like, at the end, they go, they slash them. Like, it's like it's like a Vince McMahon promo, the way they talk it's about like, it. It's they Something them. They something them. Yeah, oh, let's see. It's a great day to be alive, isn't it? Ah! I mean, it's a Blumhouse movie, so it's got to be good. Respect, renew, rejoice. That's 
Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Supposed to I'm be a girl? that some of you, you're not happy. Maybe you don't fit in. People make fun of you. <laughs> that dude. Well, I can't make you straight, but you give us this week, and we might be able to help. What? Boys they had to give over, over all their cell Girls phones. cabin over there. I use they them pronouns, as in they can't believe they're at this camp. <laughs> that was the most annoying part. Well, the whole thing's pretty annoying. Like, even, <laughs> even did you see Ezra, Ezra, Ezra Miller, most annoying name in the world? Ezra Miller uh, was like, he's going to seek mental help. And the article I posted in the Discord was like, they're going to seek mental help and they're going to do this. And I'm just thinking, it so doesn't. Him and his uh, fucking lawyer? Yeah, exa yeah, exactly. Who Who is he going with? Because Ezra Miller, that guy from the Justice League, I know that he's a person. Why are you guys referring to multiple people? I have zero interest in not being gay. There's no judgments in this room. Sometimes I wish I was invisible. Whoa. And we know that, right? We know that deep down there's a lot of depression in, in these individuals. There's not an eternal yeah, they're happiness. They're all fucking sad. They see I them. I understand it a lot more if there was Bible thumping and queer bashing. Do you even believe in any of this? Whoa, they do shock therapy? A <laughs> little bit. <laughs> the doctor is in. Do you think your parents are disappointed in you? Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> you do. I don't know why that made me laugh. But it's just, like, this is... He goes hard because she's like... You try to make yourself special. You become... Today, we're going to be exploring traditional gender roles. Let's do it. That they them is a fucking sniper, by the way. This could get a lot worse. Where's my killer? I also love that about movies now is like whenever there is like a gay character, they got to be like the strongest fucking character. And same with women in every movie. Like we got to make sure we have the most kick-ass woman in the world. And, uh... They're, they're doing their best to do it. Kevin Bacon, by the way, awesome in this movie so far. I'm loving this. Rizzo, oh, Lord, a pronoun movie. They're playing with it, though. Like, they slash them. You don't get it yet. Need to get out of here. Taste. Just enjoy the sunshine and work on your tan. <laughs> they slash them. Yeah. So is the more get the slash part of it. No, dude, like they murder them. It's a slasher film, dude. We gotta watch this. Rizzo's like, we gotta watch this together. So it'd be a main event feature like next week or something. We just all get together, watch a little movie. Cause I don't know if I'm watching this one with the kiddo. Um No, absolutely not. <laughs> this is an adult, this is a dad movie right here. So, I don't know. We'll have to see what the slate looks like for next weekend. And maybe we're sitting down in the Discord to watch a little They Slash Them. Because that, I don't know, so far, I was, it looks good. Like I it, always, was a, it was a fine movie. It was, I, like, sure. I always say, like, I'm not against, like, watching gay people in cinema or whatever. Like, I just, when I watch stuff with my son, I don't necessarily need everything to be gay this and gay that. Like, I saw some tweet from somebody today that was, like, the only... The only sex that my child needs to worry about in third grade is cooties. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Like, it's, <laughs> the girls have cooties. Like, that's what kids should be worried about. Not necessarily, 
like what they're actually hearing about like oh you can be whatever gender you want and like there was even a dad in california who like posted a video of the doctor like trying to get the kid to admit what gender they were and it's like he's a fucking boy he, like it says boy on the chart you know he's a boy having him like announce his gender to the doctor was like oh, well hopefully one day he says girl and then we can fucking throw you in jail for for child abuse that thing off there Lop that thing right off so i think we covered it all this was hashtags and headlines we wanted to do a special sunday stream because yeah we missed geezy on tuesday but we're back and we'll be back next tuesday right this cut like two days from now zach or this we, tuesday yeah oh like my gosh from now they're, they're by then be there'll be another hard knocks there'll be plenty to talk about. oh dude we gotta i gotta watch it during that we might just watch hard knocks that might be our new thing Fuck, but, let's do it. <laughs> so we'll try and watch it before next week. I'm thinking the Lions, by the way. I mean, look, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have any receivers. He's already talking shit about his current receiver core, which I think is hilarious. Uh, the Vikings always have Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook, but they're always led by Kirk Cousins, so that never seems to work out for them. Justin Fields has no off- offensive line. He's going to be the most hit quarterback in, in the league this year. <laughs> Lions, dude. Riding the Eagles train, dude. I am, t- I am right a little now. bit, too. I hate to be a Cowboys fan who, like, sees the Eagles are good. But Jalen Hurts might be good at football. Is Jalen Hurts secretly, like... Jalen Hurts is going to be... He's going to take another step. Malak Black says, line. I love Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell fucking... And boy. now I just learned today that they have fucking A.J. Brown. So, yeah, I'm all over them. I think they're going to have a good season. So, we'll be back on Tuesday. I'll be back with Gino as well on Tuesday. I'm going to watch some wrestling as soon as we're done here. So, that way, that part of my brain also gets exercised. Uh, although, maybe I'll just watch some they, them. Like, Does Gino at least take vitamin D? Um... Does he take vitamins at all? I don't know what he takes. I know he eats. I remember my favorite Gino story, and like he, I, every story about him is my favorite. But when he was <laughs> when he when he was talking about like eating healthy, he was trying to get back in shape. He's like, I've been eating life cereal. It's like, damn it, Gino! Like cereal is not. <laughs> it's like I know that life advertises itself as a healthy cereal, but it's not healthy food. And then even you know, oh, I, you know, I've been dieting, been eating a can of soup a day. It's like. That's not good yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, eat, like just a couple weeks ago, dude. Cook something, make food, like get some natural shit in there, make Fresh. it. It needs to be green or purple or blue or red. <sighs> we love you, that Gino. Needs to be washed before you eat it. We are praying for you, like to. We want you to take up that mantle and succeed. So, want you to succeed, Gino. <sighs> It'll happen one of these days, but. Let's ride off into that glorious sunset. I think we about covered it. Keezy, thank you for your time on your Sunday. This was a fantastic idea. Maybe even during the season, whenever we don't have a bunch of people over for red zone days, maybe there could even be like a, a you know how they do football night in America and nobody watches. Spliff Swa says gallons of sodium per day diet. Yeah. <laughs> Just my can of Campbell's Chunky with a, keep that water 1,100 up. milligrams of sodium. Uh but yeah, maybe during like after you know nobody watches football night in America, they just put their TVs on it and they ignore it. Like maybe we'll do football night in America or something. But we'll have to see how it all shakes out once the season begins. But uh, any parting words? We fucking did it, bro. Let's. I'll see you in two days. Two days time. Hopefully we get some more headlines. But let's ride off into the sunset. Everybody have a fantastic night. Kevin will be back tomorrow after Raw, the greatest television show. Better than HBO's House of Dragon, uh, three-hour Monday Night Raw with Triple H at the helm. Hopefully, Austin Theory is going to be there. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Oh, undefeated in one hour, says Kevin. Get your get your daily burn on in an hour. 
Take your time. Get warmed up. Walk to LA Fitness for more space. We'll see you guys later. Amazing job tonight, Geezy. I love you, buddy. Too, man. All right, I'll talk to you soon. Nathan Weller, thank you, dude. One hour. If I was set on the right path, or did I make a big mistake so long?